0: 10 minutes of preparation and figuring this out. Oy. Okay. Here we are. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy.
1: Welcome back. Uh things are a little different looking this week. Ashley and I uh are covering just Sunshia Kapama for Wednesday's release. Yeah. Uh Bayamus will come to you at some point in the next week. We're not sure what day yet, but it's coming. Don't worry. Yep we're just trying to figure out our scheduling and how this works. And honestly, it seems like it'll be less stress and maybe even a little more fun to just drop the episodes different days of the week. And then you guys have something else to look forward to instead of having them all dropped on you at once. So yeah. Um, anyhow. So yeah, sorry. We were a little frazzled trying to get this all set up for a few minutes. <laughs> Poor yeah. Ashley's microphone was like attacking her.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I get for changing my location for recording. So,
1: <laughs> oh, well. Um, all right. So, um, do we have housekeeping? Um, not really. I mean, I think we covered most of it last week. Every, everyone, I think knows now our schedule is going to look a little different. Yeah. Those are going to drop when they drop up. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, The only thing, it's not really housekeeping, it's just maybe more of like a fun fact I read on Twitter from Aisha uh, yesterday, day before, is that there's a meteor shower scheduled for Wednesday, which is when you guys will be listening to this, and when a new episode of Central Kapama airs. Um, So I just thought, oh, how fitting and cute is that? I'm sure there, obviously there wasn't a way to schedule that on purpose because you can't schedule a meteor shower, but. Aisha can do it. I bet
0: if anyone
1: (laughs) could, it would be her. Just kidding. (laughs) So I just thought that was like kind of cool and interesting. So yeah, uh, that will be happening. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen like while Senchal Kapama airs over in Turkey. I'm sure it'll be different for every part of the world, depending on when nightfall hits. So anyhow, if you want more information on that, you can scroll through Aisha's Twitter. And I honestly think that's like really it for me. I don't think I have any little factoids or any corrections um, or anything like that. So okay, just that it took me like five hours to watch this episode <laughs> for the podcast.
0: Yeah. I didn't even clock it. It was probably about that long. It took me all day yesterday, basically. Yeah. That's well, all I did.
1: The The pro well, it's not a problem. I shouldn't say the problem is the situation is I love this show so much that when the subtitles first come out, I just want to watch it. Like I don't want to have to take notes or like I well, obviously I'm paying attention because I love the show, but like not with a podcaster's eye, so to speak, like not really looking for talking points. I'm just trying to like absorb the episode. Then when I go to watch it a second time for note-taking, I'm really paying attention. I'm really trying to find stuff. And then, of course, I have, like, theories and thoughts, which, you know, we, we do pretty good about not really discussing that between us because that's what this is for. But I was talking with our friend Hannah last night on Instagram, and so, like, I kept sending her voice memos, and then she's sending me her thoughts. And –
0: Why are – you're always spilling podcast stuff early, Kristen. You need to <laughs> stop.
1: I was just joking. Hannah. Like- <laughs>
0: I'll see stuff in group chats and I'm like, what are you doing? This is why we have a podcast.
1: Guys, know, Kristen
0: I'm, cannot control herself. She I was trying can. to get me to tell her my theories yesterday. And I'm like, no, you have to wait, just like everybody else.
1: I was, oh my gosh. <laughs> when we when we get to this part, you guys, I'll elaborate more, but there was a particular part. I swear I paused and I was, like, researching crap for, like, an hour. Oh, I did the same thing. That's partially why it took
0: me so long to watch this stinking
1: episode. I downloaded an app. I, like, posted in a group I met on Facebook that has nothing to do with DZs. (laughs) They were helpful. I don't know if they were right. They were helpful. But anyways. So, yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. So, (laughs) clearly we have a lot to talk about today. (laughs) Okay. So…
0: So. yeah, we have a lot. So let's let's get into it. So Okay. We start with that I said that fire scene. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um and then I thought it was funny because I watched on Turk Flick. Me and too. I were, bet I've known they were putting the captions for the
1: song that's in English, but, but they weren't even. It didn't even like, match. They didn't match. <laughs> it's like they were still writing their own understanding of what this. It's like they were summarizing the song. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is in English. We don't need, we don't
0: need yeah. the incorrect captions for what the song is saying. I, yeah, I didn't was,
1: understand at all. I love that because it was like I would trade all my money for your gold, but it was like the translation of it was like. I'd give it up, I'd give it all up for you or something, I'm like, but yeah no. or or i'd I'd give up I'd exchange all my <laughs> money
0: for you, and I'm like, what <laughs> why, why I appreciate that with the Turkish songs because Absolutely. we don't understand them, but mm-hmm. with it's it's in English, I was like, okay. Just don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't stress because you don't even write the correct words anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So weird. But anyway. Um, yeah, we get to see we get to see that amazing scene. And um we obviously went deep into that last week, so we don't really need need to do a repeat of that. But at the end. He offers her, offers her a compliment and, you know, it lands a little clunky because she doesn't really know how to take mm. it because he's just been, you know, their their relationship is very back and forth and right, kind of fraught with these tense moments. And then he'll be sweet and they'll have kind of nice moments and then it'll be back to the tension again. So she, she didn't even know how to take it, which I don't blame her. He hasn't right. really been giving her reason to think oh this guy
1: actually likes me uh huh so I agree well and to like up to this point everything that they've really done interaction wise has been specifically because of this deal between them so all for the game right so it's kind of like okay and he's not saying it for the game because there's Mm -hmm. nobody around here or see it Mm -hmm. so she's probably like yeah, I don't know what to do with this. So the fact that she was willing to go deal with his mother instead of like figure out how to respond to that compliment. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you must really be uncomfortable because you don't like his mom either. So
0: yeah, that's a good point. So um, yeah, basically, Sarcon's mom is the worst, she hates everything. Ugh. And she offers to this party is just the worst, you guys.
1: Duh worst.
0: I feel so bad for Edda, but I'm also simultaneously very proud of her for how she Mm. deals with the whole thing. But you know, by the end of it, she's, she's over it. And she's Mm -hmm. like, she just wants to leave. She wants out of this deal and who can blame her because of all the crap she has to deal with
1: here. Right. I agree. Well, yeah, because I mean, it starts, like you said, with his mom being like, Oh, when are you going to get ready when clearly she's ready? Yeah. well we need to remake you because you're going to be humiliated it's not just about you it's about how we look to and all this stuff and she's like yeah she's like they're gonna destroy you and I love it because again she tells her like nobody can destroy me nobody's Mm -hmm. going to humiliate me." and she like kind of huffs off which she should and then she runs into someone in like the garden area which is Baba Bolat, right? She doesn't doesn't know that she just meets someone and he doesn't actually know who she is. Right. And he can see she's a little distressed and asks her, you know, like, are you okay? What's wrong? And she basically says, I, I bit off more than I could chew. And now I'm not really sure what to do about it. Mm -hmm. And he, I kind of loved this moment because all we've really kind of seen up to this point is like this stern guy who doesn't get along with his son, who clearly there's, you know, some love lost between them and, um, and tension. And so I liked that he kind of, you know, gave her like a little bit of a pep talk, but also a little bit of like lighting a fire under her. Like, Hey, well, if you committed to something, I think you need to see it through and you come off to me as someone very strong. So mm-hmm. I think you can handle it. Yeah. And it kind of puts a little pep in her step. She, you know, yeah. she thanks. Him and, um, and, and it's they, a nice,
0: it's a nice little moment. It is now I I have a kind of a theory because of the fact that he didn't go to this party, you know, the, his mom kind of paints it as well. He disapproves so much of your engagement that that's why he didn't come, but which very well could be true. Mm -hmm. But part of me almost wonders if he's not really into the whole society aspect of business and kind of high finance and all of the, the corporate dealings that they do, because a lot of the people who are there are other corporations and companies that Mm -hmm. they work with and they're all, you know, super snooty and Mm -hmm. yeah. Taking it as a networking opportunity, but the dad, he kind of just seems to, like he's interested in business. So that just made me curious if the mom is like, well, I like the society aspect and these are all her people. And so Mm -hmm. she made up that his blood pressure was high or whatever. And that maybe he just was like, I don't want to deal with those people. (laughs) Cause even when he, even near the end when he's like, has every, like, is everyone gone? Basically, can I come out now? So that I just, it made me wonder if he's not into the whole society portion. Of that's a good business.
1: That's a good um observation because that would make total sense especially too because you know they even mention later on when he shows up at the company mm-hmm. to find out how the bid went they're like oh you know like basically like he, he's never here like we don't see him very often it's kind of a surprise that he's there mm-hmm. and he's even trying to get Sarcon to take a step back and take on a bigger role at the holding company which I'm not entirely Sure, like what that is separate from the architecture firm, like his because obviously his dad has a hand in the architecture firm too, because you know he needed his signature on something, right? Um, but clearly he's more involved in this holding company and he wants Sercon to be too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, I found that's very interesting, and I sort of um, looked at this from a different angle of you know, because clearly we know he doesn't approve of his son just up and getting engaged to someone he doesn't know. Right. But he clearly has some kind of liking for Edda because even when he sees her later and actually they realize who each other are, he kind of makes that comment like, oh, is this the task you were talking about that was too hard? You know, referring Mm. to Serkan. And because I'm sure he knows how his son is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he doesn't really start treating her like any differently. Like, Hmm. oh, now that I know you're the fiance that you know, he's engaged to after three days, he doesn't like really put up a wall that we can see. So I think like, maybe she'll play a part in kind of like, maybe even like bridging their relationship. Yeah. Uh, Well, that,
0: yeah. And that even is kind of started by his mom in this episode when she's basically asking him, Hey, can you give him a break? I'm going to ask you basically to deal with your son differently than I've asked in 19 years. I'll, we'll get to this, but right that just there seem to be a few indications that Serkan's and his father's relationship is going to change over
1: the course of right. the show so yeah so i just think he's going to like edda and he's going to like her more than he hates the fact that his son did something impulsive by getting engaged to yeah her yeah. that's that's what i hope and think um so anyways chat with baba goes nicely she goes mm-hmm. back to the party and at this point, uh, I, I done and I fair me. Yeah. And that's a disaster. It, it's just a disaster. Yeah. Because I done's a wench. she's terrible. She basically starts talking crap about Edda and her aunt to her aunt's face. Like, Oh, I see. You're just like saved us. She's like purposely saying her name incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, it is not even worth remembering. So she clearly says the wrong name and she's just kind of like, Oh, isn't, why am I not meeting her? You know, her parents, like, what is this? And she's like, well, I'm all the family she's got. So you're stuck with me, you know? And then they, they kind of make this superficial plan to like, Oh yeah, let's get coffee and chat sometime. Um, Mm -hmm. which does end up happening, but you know, you can tell it was said in a tense, stressful way, like, Oh yeah, we each have something to say to the other. So sure. Let's, let's grab coffee and chat sometime because really they just kind of want to chew each other's heads off. Well, and I wonder if
0: there's, um,
1: if that's part of
0: the traditions behind, Mm. um, maybe meeting the family in Mm. Turkish culture, if both sides, you know, I don't know about maybe once they're engaged or before they're engaged, maybe they meet and they all talk together
1: without the kids. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but either way after that, Edda meets another group well, she kind of meets someone who we, uh, Sarah Khan basically says don't worry about who that is. So I don't know if she's like an aunt or just another, you know, business person. She clearly yeah. knows her family because she does want to go say hi to his mom and all this after that. And but he doesn't call her Auntie, he calls her whatever her name is, Hanum. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but clearly she's like, Oh, where's your bride? Even though Ida is standing right next to him. Like, you know, so people are clearly looking right past her, right through her. Yeah. They're really trying to push this whole narrative of like she's so plain looking and not and, done and up and yeah. underdressed. Yeah. Right. It's it's crazy. Cause yes. then
0: she meets an, another group of people. I don't know if I should say friends, but yeah. the group of people,
1: jackals, then, as he calls them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and then, you know, I love that Edda basically snaps back because she's like, wow, you know, you're, how are you able to move your eyes, but not your head like that? You're, where you're just looking all the way up and down at me without even the slightest movement of your head. Wow.
1: Bravo. bravo. Well done. <laughs> and Zerkon loves it. He, he does. loves that little spiciness from her, even though he won't say it, you it's clear on his face that he's like, all right, this girl can hold her own. Oh yeah. But he basically tells her now it's funny because I've watched this episode twice with subs on two different websites. The first time, um, when he leaves her alone to go talk with his employees, he says, normally I wouldn't leave you with these jackals, yeah. but you're not beneath them. Like, Mm. and so I took it as like, um, you know, I know you can hold your own and that, you know, that you're not beneath them, even though they're treating you like you are like, yeah, calls them out now on Turk flick. He basically was like, normally I wouldn't leave you alone with people like this, but you're no better. Meaning like you're giving it as good as you get.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So I kind of prefer the first translation. I don't know which one's more correct, but, yeah. and I didn't think to ask, I asked Miriam about something else last night, but I didn't think to ask her about that because either way, it's funny. Like the fact that he's kind of leaving her with them to fend for herself. It's not funny, funny.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, and, and either way he, he knows she can handle herself. Right. Maybe that's the whole point is he's saying, normally I wouldn't
1: do this, but you'll be fine. (laughs) Right so then Celine show or no i'm sorry so then these jackals i'll call them yeah they, they're just jerks they hound her about like which again this kind of plays into your whole like networking thing like um because they basically want to know like well who are your parents because this clearly to them is like this is more of a business thing than a marriage because it's like well what company do your parents own what sector do they work in are they right. in and you know of course it gets to her because that's all they care about is the status and the fact that she doesn't actually have parents to speak of right and safi can see she's drowning a little bit and i love Safey. it because he he I swoops in and i do too i literally wrote i love him he saves the day cuz he basically says like oh shoot i need you for something like i need your opinion on something and he kind of um ushers her away from those people
0: mhm and then we get the girls so the girls are here And Melo is just basking in the environment of love. (laughs)
1: Love her so much.
0: (laughs) And she's practicing her open flirting, which is so funny. Um, And then uh, I said, enter Peacock Murderer. Because, my gosh, Celine. Now, I have, after this episode, I have um, adequately or appropriately dubbed her Stupid Celine. So mm-hmm. that's who she is to me from now on. Stupid Celine.
1: I'm here. He shows it. up
0: and she's an idiot, just like everybody else. And she's like, yep. Oh, you're just you want me to help you go get ready?
1: Hey, Ada Jim. It's like, oh. Yep. And I, that's why I said I'm like, who are you to talk? You literally have, I wrote you have a dead peacock hanging from your ear. So that's funny that you said peacock murderer. Um it is. Because, and I love it because at this point, Sercon looks at her and says, well, you couldn't be more beautiful to me. Yes. And again, though, um, you know, I think she kind of doesn't know what to do with that. Even though at this point it's, you know, he says it and it's very sweet, but it could very easily be for the sake of the game because there are people around and it would yes. clearly make sense for him to say something like that to her. But either way she can't handle. And then, yeah. So she kind of gets her little bestie back up and pep talk from them. Yeah. You know, cause they're basically like, who the heck are these people? You know, they don't get to talk that way to you and they don't get to make you feel that way. Yeah, um, I said, I love I spice. She is yes. spicy
0: this episode, and I I stinking love it. And I love I her too. friends. They're like, "You're beautiful. You look great. Don't listen to them. What do they know? They don't know you. They yep. don't know anything about
1: you. You're wonderful. You deserve this." And I was like, "Yes, yeah. friends. They really are great friends." And then Khan shows up, of course, which we expected this because he was begrudgingly invited, stirring the pot. And of course, he stirs the pot. Although I will say, he is the only one who just straight up compliments Edda That's and tells true. her she looks beautiful and that Khan is a lucky man. Yep. Not anything of, no eyeballing up and down to see that she clearly doesn't pass whatever test, you know, is in their snotty heads. Mm-hmm. Nothing about the fact that she doesn't look like she's ready or anything like that. Just that she looks beautiful. So I hate to give him this, but you know, one for con. Yep.
0: Granted, no, he's probably got
1: ulter- he's probably got ulterior motives behind it. Whatever, but either way, oh, of course. you could you could tell it like it lifted her up a little bit because she kind of was like shocked, like there it wasn't followed up by anything like, "Oh, you look beautiful for being dressed so plainly," or you know, like mm-hmm. it was just a straight up compliment, and because she kind of smiles and then says, "Thank you," mm-hmm. and then um, I said, "I immediately am on board this subship. Oh my gosh. The Engin Jiren chip. They're so cute. They are
0: adorable. And it was very realistic. Um, mm-hmm. Moran mentioned that she was, she's like, what is this? A realistic flirting session in <laughs> DC. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and it is cause they're just kind of bantering and, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'll tell you how alone I am. I don't just not have a boyfriend. I don't even have male friends. And yes. he's like, okay, well how about we make a deal and I'll be your
1: first male friend. And he takes her card and it's so cute. It's adorable. I love it. And like, the fact that he asks why she's not dancing and she basically is like, well, I kind of overdid it with my shoes. These aren't exactly dancing shoes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but they're but any, any compliments to shoes. He's like, yeah, but they're gorgeous shoes. And she's like, thank you. Like I designed these myself. And he's like, wait, a lawyer and a designer. Like he's just so impressed and not even in like a, like, I'm just trying to get in your pants way. Like, Yeah. He's,
0: he's obviously, he, he likes her.
1: He's like, oh, okay. I like this girl. So now do you think Peril was jealous because she also likes Engin or she was just like, oh, this is one of Edda's friends and I don't like Edda. And now they're infiltrating like, you know, my, my people kind of a thing.
0: I got jealous vibes Mm -hmm. from this, especially considering later on she and engen kind of have a conversation and she's being a little weird to him mm-hmm. too and she see i don't know there there seemed to be longing gazes from yeah. her to engen oh, wow. a few times during this episode
1: yeah well and even like at one point which again i thought this was weird because i was like what the heck you don't like edda but then later in the episode edda shows up and pereel's like how does my makeup look? You're here. Good. How does my makeup look? And it's almost like, why are you asking her? Like, you don't even think she's that great. Right. It, it was very, it was very weird. I love it. It was, it was really weird. weird. Cause she was like, well, you're beautiful and you don't actually need it, but yeah. And Pearl's like, well, what do you mean by that? Like she can't just, yeah. She's weird. And, I don't, I don't know what her deal is. I don't fully trust her though. I just, Oh, me I, either. I don't fully trust her yet. Um, yeah. so then the company's chit chatting, mm-hmm. uh, Edda basically is like, well, how do you guys all know Khan? Cause now she, right. she knows that he and Sarah Khan have a history and, you know, put basically says like from school, like we all go back, you know, years ago to school. And then of course, Saline uses this opportunity to say, Oh, speaking of Edda, Jim, you know, being the PR director that she is for the company, she yeah. needs no ulterior motives at all. No. Um, you know, I I need to know just a few sentences, a little blurb about yourself, your education, um, you your know, family, job. job history, your family, et cetera, because, you know, people are going to be interested since you're engaged to Sarah Con. And, you know, she gets a little panicky. Yeah. Um. Like, well, why would you need to know about that? And I think it's more out of just the family thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's ashamed of the fact that, you know, she didn't finish college, like, because she's pretty open about why that happened. Right. Um, she's not ashamed of being a florist. Because she basically tells Celine, "Like you guys are all so concerned about status and this, not, and but you know what? Like I'm a plain florist, and that's exactly what you can tell them." Yeah. Like, and she just walks off.
0: The family situation seems to be the thing she's the most sensitive about, right? And anytime that's brought up, she's immediately upset. Yeah, so both- I think I think you're right. I think that's the thing that bo- that bothers her from this whole uh, yeah. exchange was just. Having to talk about her family because mm-hmm. she'll kind of clam up even, even when she and Sarkon were talking and he's asking about, okay, siblings, parents. And she's like, no, no parents. Oh, what happened? It's not basically, that's none of your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she
1: doesn't like to talk about it. Right. Yep. And, you know, I'm sure we'll find out what happened and I'm sure it will probably break our sad, I fragile, know. Heart, but, um, Anyhow, so she runs off like she's over it. She's done. Well, he goes after her. And, well, and he tells Celine off too, which is, yeah. which is really nice. Yes. Cause he basically says like, yeah, you don't need to make an announcement and basically tells her how ugly it was that she did that. Like he, yeah. bas- he does flat out say like, that was very ugly. Yeah. Uh, And of course she plays the whole, like, what do you mean? I was just doing my job. What did
0: I say wrong? Everybody standing around who uh saw me make a fool of Edda. What did Mm -hmm. I say something wrong? What was it? I'm
1: Mm -hmm. so innocent. Yep. And can I just say, because there are several times I had this feeling throughout the episode. I, I'm just going to say it at the top. I feel so bad for her fiance. Oh my gosh. Yes. Unless unless he's like some secret spy for Khan, which I don't think he is. I mean, I think he's probably not being wise in like being close to him business wise or friends with him or whatever. But Mm -hmm. that aside so far, we have nothing to indicate that he's like in cahoots with him. So it seems like he really does just adore Celine and love her. And He has to sit here and watch the woman he loves ignore him Yep, and not just ignore him, but for the sake of like following after her ex, like a puppy dog or more like a hound dog trying to sniff out whatever the heck she can about his relationship with Edda. Like that's gotta suck. Like I feel bad so do I, and he just seems he just seems like a really
0: genuinely nice guy, yeah and not a not a quote nice guy, a, yeah <laughs> an, like, actual,
1: an actual real nice yes, nice man <laughs> yes. He really does. he's His, adorable and sweet
0: well and and I feel like that's probably why he's even friends with Khan is mm. you know he obviously met him separately from ser Khan, so he, his experience with Khan must be different than Sarah Khan's experience with Khan. So he's just taking that for what it is, obviously, because right. they're still buddies. And so he just seems like maybe he's a little naive. Maybe he's just very sweet, but yeah, he's, and he's noticing during this episode, how she's constantly staring at Sarah Khan. She's constantly talking about Sarah Khan. She's constantly looking at him and Edda, like her heart is just dissolving in her chest right? and it's like, hello, you're engaged to another man. Yep. Get over it.
1: Yep. Or yeah. Or at this point, you, like this is where I'm like, okay, if you're, if you, even if there's no chance you can get the man you're clearly like hung up on, you clearly are not in any position to be in a relationship with someone. So set that poor guy free. Yeah. And like deal with your crap. Um, anyhow, so all that to be said, he does, Sarkhan does find her and he, you know, chats with her a bit. And he basically, um, says like, you know, how come you didn't finish if the education thing bothers you so much. And she's like, and she kind of makes clear, like, first of all, it's not even what bothered me. And second of all, you're the reason I don't have that education. So you Mm -hmm. should know that already. And, you know, and he's like, yeah. And she basically explains like she could have gone back to school, blah, blah, blah. But again, because she didn't have that scholarship money anymore. She couldn't. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then she's basically like kind of thinking out loud, like, you know what, maybe I'm just obsessing about this. Maybe I want this too badly and I need to stop. And I just need to like, let this go. Mm -hmm. And I love it because he tells her, uh, no, there's yeah, like, don't say wrong. that. No, there's nothing wrong with wanting something so badly that you can taste it. Like, and that you, you want to go for it. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that even though he clearly lives that to an extreme in his life right now. Right. So um, then
0: we have Safi come up and he's bearing a little gift. I, love and so I, I love that. Sarah Khan says, will you wear this for me? And it's not a situation where he's saying, hey, I agree with everybody else. You need some accessories. So can you put this on? Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's saying, will you wear this for me? This is, we find out later that it's a, it's an heirloom necklace Mm -hmm. from the family and it's kind of a traditional thing for the bride of the son to wear it, which is obviously why Serkan even did that. Right. And. Ada says no at first. She's yeah. like, no, thank you. I'm, I'm not going to
1: wear it. I love but, that she's like, it's so beautiful. Yes. Like, she's not just like, no, I'm not wearing that expensive thing. Like, she clearly admires it. But she's yeah, like, she's not a brat about it. No. Yeah. She's just like, it's too much for me.
0: But, you know, thank you. And mm. so. <laughs> this is so con- Listen, he. This is his first time really, like, pulling out his smoothness uh-huh. with, with Eda. And I was like, wow, what a charmer.
1: <laughs> because a he
0: charmer. does a little sleight of hand. He's like, oh, you don't want to wear it? Okay, no problem. He he looks like he's crumpling it up in his hands. And then he shows her that his hands are empty. And she's immediately
1: charmed by this, of course. <laughs> I love it. It's so childlike, but it's so cute. It's just so cute. It's
0: super cute. Well, and I'm sorry, but Serkan is kind of a dork. Like, he's kind of a nerd. He's all into astrology. He does magic. But I love it so much.
1: It, it just – it makes him all the more appealing. It does. Well, and I love it because it also gives us a tiny snippet into his childhood because he yes. said that he would lock himself in closets a lot as a kid or in rooms. And read which books make, on magic. Yeah. And then read books on magic. And it helped him, you know, um, it helped him. So – and he didn't really have to divulge that. Mm-hmm. Um, so – I just love that it's like something about her compels him to do that, even though he doesn't want to, because we'll find out later on too in the episode that he freaks out when he starts doing it again. But yeah, I love it. So basically it kind of breaks that icy tension. And then we have a very hot, intense moment of him putting the necklace on her And then they're staring at each other. uh Uh-huh. They've broken the eye contact rule so many times, you guys. I don't even know why it's in their contract anymore. (laughs) But he he says something about,
0: you know, in magic, it's the wizard's job to distract people to take them to their desired place. And he basically is saying the necklace was what you needed, but it was also the distraction that I was using to – take you away from the party mm-hmm. or or to take your mind off the party. Right. So,
1: I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cute." It is. So, then they do head back to the party at this point, Secret Bay has showed up. This is the client who they're trying to um get a job from. Yep. This they worked on the project all before the party. And um you know, so they're going to present it to him. And I This is where I had to ask Miriam for clarification because again, the two translations I watched said very different things. And the whole whole business transaction of
0: this episode was very confusing to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm glad that you got some clarification.
1: So because the first one I watched said, you know, like basically, sorry, we, you know, Con already has the job, like kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. This one said that also, but it said con presented this first. So he got the job. So I was like, Oh man, Aisha's not bar like regurgitating an exact EK plot. Is she like, because, you know, we had the whole Eileen stealing their ideas and then presenting them first to a competing, you know, um, to a client they were competing for. And at least in EK, the client knew because she had already seen it from John, but and I was like, oh, this is like exact. Well, that's not what happened. It was just the wording. Okay. So, because when they said he presented, because he says, this is the best, you know, this is the best thing I've seen, but unfortunately Khan presented it first. So yes. I thought it like he somehow presented this exact same plan and that's why yes. he got the job. Not what happened. Basically just Khan presented us something and we already gave him the job. Like, so kind of more oh. regretful, like- this is the best one I've seen, but he's already committed to Khan. Okay. That makes sense. That's what it was. And then I was like, I should have known better. Aisha wouldn't do an exact like, (laughs) but yeah. um, So
0: well now Sarah Khan is pissed mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I said he's broody. Yeah. And everybody leaves because they're all afraid of him. And he starts to take off probably to go punch Khan or something. And Edda tries to stop him and he shakes her off and cause, Oh, because she says, Hey, do you want to dance? You know, she's trying to save him from an uncomfortable situation. And
1: she's trying to distract him. Like he distracted her when she was upset. Totally. So she's
0: all, Oh, do you want to
1: dance right now?
0: Let me, my fake fiance, let me be sweet to you. And he's all, now's not the time. And he, (laughs) he's, clomps off like, like a bear. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Engin, Engin, I, this whole episode. Yeah. I was like, you are winning my heart boy, him and safety. I was like, yes. I love these people because um, Engin is like, excuse you. You just dissed your fiance in front yeah. of all of these people. What are you, you just
1: thinking? Rejected her. Yes. Yeah. I love that because she is, yeah, you know, I know she says, no one can destroy me, no one this, but like it or not, like he humiliated her. Yep. All these people don't know the game between them. So for her to be rejected by him makes her look stupid. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like you said, that Angin is like, uh, dude, not cool. Like go get her, you dummy. Yeah. And thank God Sercon listens because he does walk up to her as she's talking to a pot of flowers, asking yeah. them if she should end the engagement or not.
0: Well, no, I thought it was, was it the actual engagement or was it just the
1: party? Oh, see, I just took it as like, I guess it, it could have been either one. It, it might have just been the party, but basically like, do I stay or do I go? Yeah. Um, I was proud of myself because I understood what she was saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to our Turkish teacher, Mamu Bey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, of course, because this was my second watch, and I was obsessing over any prolonged flower zoom close-ups or anything, I was like, "Do these mean something, or is she just talking to these flowers because they're there?" <laughs> so of course, I'm like, "Listen, you guys, I downloaded like a plant identifying app last night." Of course it gave me like a different result every time I posted the same picture. So who knows? Of course I was like putting a call out on Twitter. And then I'm in a gardening group on Facebook. I'm not a very good gardener at all, but that's why I'm in the group. So I was like, Oh, I'll ask the Garderinos. Like, so I posted in there, like, listen, I'm watching a TV show. I need to know what these flowers are. Thank God. Nobody asked me to explain why, but, um, so one, a couple people said that because I thought they were daisies, but there's a lot of flowers that look like daisies. And then I thought maybe they're chamomile, but chamomile tends to be a smaller looking. These ones looked a little big to be chamomile. I did like the meaning behind it because if they were chamomile, it, they stand for energy in adversity, which I thought was like kind of fitting for like yeah. the situation. But someone said they looked more like fever fuse, um, which stand for like protection. So, I mean, that could also be, you know, she's trying to protect herself, protect her heart. Um, Or honestly, it could have just been a bouquet of flowers that she was talking to because you never know with Aisha. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they kind of have it out because
0: mm -hmm. he's saying, oh, you're trying to decide if you're going to stay or if you're going to go. And then like a dummy, (laughs) he says, you know, this is all because of you anyway. And she says, Oh yeah, you're right. I kissed you. And now I'm living this nightmare.
1: (laughs) I do love that. She's like, basically like, yes, I did make the decision to walk up and kiss you, but this started long before that.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And so she's like, everything is a, cause he says, uh, you know, it's all, it's all part of the game. Basically Mm -hmm. what's, what's wrong, (laughs) what's wrong with you? It's all part of the game. (laughs) And she says, everything is a game to you. How can you flip flop? So suddenly you just rejected me in front of these people. Now you want them to believe that you're in love with me and we're going to be engaged after a minute if I offended, he's like, Well, if I offended you, and she says, You can't offend me, Sarkan Bolat. <laughs> so she says, Okay, since we're playing a game, let's play according to the rules of the game. So mm-hmm. the contract says clearly that you have no right to compromise me in front of people. And that's how we're gonna play it. So it was they, I don't even know how that I think that's kind of how it ended, right? The conversation. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah because then it pans over to Safi being all excited. Cause he's got um, Sarah Khan's ring and it's like engraved or something like that, which then leads to another tense argument slash talk between the aunt and the mom, because she's like, see, she's like, you guys are rushing all this. You don't even have his ring ready. Like, what is this craziness? You guys getting in, you know, in getting these kids engaged in a day. And well, I I done almost slips uh, mm-hmm. about saying that it's fake. Right.
0: Because Safi says that, and she she's like, "Well, why even bother?" And then she's like, "I mean, <laughs> great." <laughs> mm-hmm. So, because she is still at this point is the only one who knows that it's fake,
1: but right? Which she, is like still like okay. Then maybe chill out a bit. You it know doesn't make is, any sense that you're still being a horrible wench to her when you know this is temporary.
0: And is she just doing it to to? stay in character to how she would treat edda maybe, if this maybe. were a real engagement? Maybe.
1: Because that's yeah. My excuse. But she yeah. but she's like that to edda even when there's nobody around to see it. So that's true. You know she's what I mean? She's just a jerk. She's just a jerk. So Ada's at the bar. We get friend time again. She's like Mm -hmm. venting to them. She's talking about, I love it because she's basically like, why didn't you guys talk me out of this? I was crazy. What was I thinking getting engaged to someone I barely know? Like I hated the man. And then I just fell in love with him. And And they're like, we tried to tell you not to do this. We tried to tell you, you were just as crazy. Why are you blaming us? Yep. And she's like, I'm going to waste my youth on this man. Like." (laughs) And at this point, she's going on and on about him. He's walking up behind her. The girls are all trying to like motion to her that he's behind her. Yep. And, um, she, I love a good ranting woman in front yes. of
0: the man that she doesn't realize is listening. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and you know, she's again referring to him the fact that she's going to be marrying a robot. Mm-hmm. And he walks up, the girls kind of scatter. And he basically is like, well, shall we dance? (laughs) (laughs) And she, you know, I kind of like this because me too. She, I think she wants to say no. Well, I think she wants to say no to be a brat, but I think she actually really wants to say yes. Mm -hmm. And so I love that she, before she answers him, she's like, well, are you actually asking me because you want to dance or because it's a part of the game? And again, he says, you know, well, duh, it's part of the game which is the safe answer because one you know it keeps things you know how they're supposed to be but two it keeps either one of them from having to admit that they would definitely dance together even if it wasn't for the game even though neither one yep. of them would admit it maybe neither one of them realizes it yet but but
0: this way they don't have to admit feelings no
1: because feelings <laughs> I said that like with one capital letter, one lowercase, one capital. Like you, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> like the SpongeBob meme. Yes. <laughs> He's clearly allergic to them. Yeah. So they, mean, she, oh yeah. So she has to say yes. Cause she's like, well, it's part of the game and the contract. So I yeah. guess I have to say yes to you.
0: Yep, so they have a nice little dance while Celine is being ridiculously obvious that she's jealous and oh her gosh. head is basically on fire. Yep, and then I
1: said, Yeah, grab her, Sarkon. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> when he's like, Um, an entire person could stand between us, and then instead of I waiting for her to get closer, <laughs> he just puts his big, giant hands around her teeny back and yanks her. Uh-huh.
0: He grabs her. It's really good. <laughs> and then he's all, you still mad? <laughs> <laughs> Which again, is such a, such a boy
1: thing to it say. To such you. a guy thing. <laughs> you still mad? And she's like, yes. <laughs> yes. And I love it because he's like, do you regret that we are engaged? And she says, yes. Like, <laughs> he kind of looks at her funny because she's like, don't you? And he says, no. And, Then she's like, you don't? And he says, I don't regret anything about you. And then he backpedals and is like, I just don't regret anything. Like decisions I make. And she's like, you don't have any regrets in life. And he basically is like, no, like they each lead to the next thing. And that's that. Yeah. But I think it was a slip of a Freudian slip. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) And his heart knows before his mind will accept it. Be- well, and the
0: proof is in their dancing because they're dancing, gazing at each other, and they
1: keep dancing long after the music has stopped. Oh, long after. And everyone who sees it is like, look at these two people. Yep. They're in love. And I loved, again, because we got the lyrics. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, I loved some of the lyrics that popped up on the screen as they're dancing. You start, I finish. Don't worry about anything. We have already reached the station of the city of love
0: please don't leave
1: me alone. What, what would happen? The party starts when you are laughing. Hmm. You, this is my favorite. You broke into my soul so hard. (laughs) I'm sure it's a little more eloquent in Turkish, but yeah, you are my life partner. My destiny. You are my best news. I am lost in your eyes. Time has stopped with pleasure. My head is already spinning. I got so lost in you. Mm-hmm. And that's when his hands interlock behind her back, which if you guys recall last week's episode, I specifically said, I want to see his hands gripped around her tiny little waist and interlocked. So I'm trying to think what should I wish for, for today's episode? Well, it's today for you guys for today's episode. Um, what should we wish for in that episode to happen? Mm. See, if on a, see if we're on a good streak. I mean <laughs> see this would never
0: happen. <laughs> I was gonna say from the fragment, uh, she jumps in a pool and he dives in after her. I was gonna say maybe some maybe some CPR action. <laughs> Ooh. I'd be here I don't enough. know if that would
1: really happen because she she pops up and she's fine. She jumped yeah. in on purpose. <laughs> That's true. I'm curious to see what that was about. Um Because it's clear she did it on purpose. She just kind of like pencil dives in there. And it's not clear though if he saw her do it or if he thought like she fell asleep by the pool and like fell into the pool because, you know. You know,
0: a a couple of good Serkan panic moments. That's what I would like in this episode (gasps) where he's seeing something with Edda and he's concerned and he panics a little because maybe something's, maybe she's in danger or maybe she's hurt. So yeah. that's that's okay. my wish for this week as we have All right. some moments where you see the panic, the emotion in his eyes, and he can't okay. contain
1: himself. Okay, I'm here for that. That'll be my wish too. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh, and then this line. I again, I know it's just probably too literal of a translation, but it says, I drank too much from your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Is it in the song? <laughs> yes. What am- means i don't know because then right after that it says in this life we're like a pot and a lid so <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> but there were some good there were some good lines um That's and i loved it because i was like when the song started playing i was like oh my gosh i totally recognize this song what's mm-hmm. it from like i was so excited that i like recognized a song that i in a language i don't speak well it's because uh somebody had to point this out to me though Um, Kalena in our Facebook group, she posts, uh, music Monday every week in there and she features a song or a Turkish artist. And this was one of her, uh, music Monday posts uh, several Mm. weeks back. And so I just was really excited that clearly I listened to it and liked it because I immediately recognized it and was trying to figure out what I knew it from. Yeah. So, and all these songs, all these songs that are available, you guys will be on the Spotify playlist, which we linked in last week's episode, um, notes. So, um, Mm -hmm. if you want to follow that on Spotify, I update that every single week, as long as the song is available on Spotify, it will be, um, on the playlist. Yeah. So, uh, we've got a little bit of
0: a Fifi. What is it? Erden? Is that his name? Maybe I, I
1: keep, I keep writing Dangin's assistant cause I can't ever remember his well, name.
0: They don't ever say his name. Poor guy. <laughs> so this episode, when they finally said it, I wrote it down. So I think his name is Erdan. So we mm-hmm. get one little interaction between the two of them. Um, one among many for this episode. Mm-hmm. And then we get the ring ceremony where I done and I fair just like, Be- you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. Uh, So I done finally. She cuts, puts the rings on, cuts the cuts red ribbon. The yeah. And then everybody chants for
1: them. Kiss, kiss, <laughs> kiss. I was chanting it too. So, and I love it because okay. right after that, again, I know this is just the translation, so it might've been different, but I love it because it shows him saying, I need to kiss you. And I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> but she's like, uh, hi here No. And he's like, hi here. And she's like, "Higher," And he's like, and, he's like and she's like, Finally relents and she's like, "Fine, on the forehead, do it quickly." And he's like, and he all goes,
0: these- "Yeah, all these people are surrounding us. They, right? they, they're calling for us to kiss. They think that we're in love, and you're just gonna deny them us kissing." And she finally relents and says, "Okay, fine." And they have one little kiss,
1: and it <laughs> is a short kiss, but it is it packs some punch. Mm-hmm. It's a good kiss, you guys. Mm-hmm. I swear I have, like, okay, I know we haven't been shy about the fact that we've been very excited to have another DZ that's being written by Aisha. I still was trying to calibrate my expectations, though, because, you know, it's like, okay, it's not going to be EK. Like, it, you know, because that was just something all on its own entirely. Oh, yeah. John and Demet's chemistry, that whole story. I, just can't, I can't, and I can't believe like how much I love this show and how great their chemistry is. Like I, yeah. Yeah. I, I've
0: yeah. been, I've been very pleasantly surprised by the mm-hmm. whole thing.
1: Yes. yes. Okay. They, yeah, they're great. So anyways, um, I know we still have a
0: lot of the episode to get through. <laughs> we got we to get a move on here, Kristen. So, okay. So we have a kiss. Baba chat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they kiss, Selene's head explodes. everybody's happy, yada, yada yada. end of the party. Um, Sarkan and Baba have a chat mm-hmm. and he's just kind of telling him that he's acting rashly and he they're 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 talking about his relationship and they're also talking about business and right clearly, Baba doesn't like that Serkan acts rashly in business or in life. And he likes a more thought out approach, maybe taking longer to make decisions and they are obviously different on this score. So, but Serkan says do whatever you want because his dad is like, you know, don't expect my approval. You're acting, you're acting rashly. Mm. And Khan says, do whatever you want, but don't take Eda
1: into account. She's good. She's good. And you know, again, I know this is supposed to be like he's full, his dad's not in on the secret. So mm-hmm. yeah, you could write this off as like, well, it's part of the game, he's got to be convincing. But it still came off as him being protective of her. Yeah. And not did. just for the sake of the game. He didn't really have to bring it up. He could, you know what I mean? Like because he didn't really talk badly about Edda. He was just like, I don't really love the fact that you rashly got engaged. You know, you're like this in business. He didn't really have to say like, it good. Like it, it wasn't necessary for that conversation, but he did. Right. And I love that. Yeah. So as
0: everybody's leaving, Celine comes up and talk, has a talk with Edda and she starts this whole mess of trouble that we're going to be seeing through the entire rest of the episode. Mm-hmm because celine is such a stupid idiot (laughs) and she she says i ask because you don't know him very well but don't let sercon insult you okay
1: this is such an she's so condescending she's so condescending it's such an evil hag move like Mm -hmm. and again it's it's ugly and it's like you do realize this makes you just look completely jealous, right? Like you're makes not even her look desperate. Yep, you're not even accomplishing what you think you've set out to accomplish. Like if you guys could see me right now, my eyes were rolling in the back of my head so far. Yeah. And so
0: so it is like I don't understand what you're talking about. Celine says, "I hope you can understand as you please. Serkan is not like other guys." For example, me and Ferit, we got engaged and we're, we will live together, but Sar Khan, your engagement is a little too quick. I want to say, I want to say that I just want to warn you that that next step might not come so soon. And Ed like, Oh no,
1: we are going to move in together. <laughs> I love it so much because I'm like, okay, again, you shouldn't really care what this woman thinks. No, so she shouldn't. Because she tot- it's all for the game. So she could totally be like, oh, okay, thanks for the advice. Like, Well, and they're trying well, to break her up with her
0: boyfriend, with her right. fiancé.
1: So, but, but Celine's like
0: got this big fake smile on her face. <gasps> oh, really? And Edda says, yep, that's right. And Celine says, oh, which house? Edda says to Sirkon's house. You know SirCon perfectly well. Therefore, sometimes I'll come to you for advice with certain matters.
1: I loved that so so much. I loved that. It was so snarky. It was so good. It was just, it was just really good. I love that. And they're that. both,
0: they're both clearly trying to murder each other with their uh-huh. eyes. But uh-huh. they have these sweet smiles and they're both acting all sugary sweet. Yep. <laughs> Celine's like, oh, of course, you can come to me anytime. Congratulations. And Edna says, Thank you. Thank you. Celine says, Have a you good night.
1: And Edna ha- says, You too. <laughs> and then she's like, I hope you enjoyed the party. And then she's like, Choke, choke. <laughs> so good. I love it so much. I love it so much. I love that's like. I don't usually enjoy like female cattiness, but that particular scene was so good. It was the so
0: dynamic between I like I like the catty dynamic between the two of them. And yeah, I'm the same way. I don't normally like female cattiness. I don't normally a lot of times I'm like, why does the female always have to be the villain? Why does it have to be another woman situation? Blah blah right. blah. But this it's written. <laughs> just with such
1: sarcasm and snark, yeah, uh-huh. but love it. Yeah. Oh. So everyone's kind of filed out. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Ed is ready to go home too, but her aunt is like, well, maybe you should stay with your fiance for a little bit. It'd be a little weird if you just left him here after your engagement party. Like you guys probably want to spend some time together, which, you know, points for, for IFair pointing that out. Yeah. And I said, good job. iFair. So she's like, okay, you're right. And you know, they play along and Sarah Khan's like, you know, you can hang out for a little bit or whatever. And then I'll have Safie take you home. Is that okay? Everything's good. Well, he opens his door and I love it because Sirius starts barking and he looks at him and he's like, Sirius, You remember Edda? Why are you barking? And Edda is like, uh, he's not barking at me. He's barking at you for locking him in the house all night. (laughs) He's mad at you. And I love it. Cause he's like, Oh, almost like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But he kind of explains it like, well, you would have barked at everyone. Like, what was I supposed to do with you? But, um, so he lets him out and he starts running around and I love it because again, this, I felt like was a good joke for English speakers. Cause I don't think it's the same word in Turkish, but you know, she says, why did you name him serious? Because you want him to be as serious as you are. And mm-hmm. i I thought that was funny. And he basically says, no, come here and takes her to the telescope and it's story time and it's vulnerability time. Yeah. And I love it so much. And of course it has to do with stars. And, you know, he basically says, Sirius is the brightest star that you can see with the naked eye Mm -hmm. and it's known as the great dog star. And it's based, it's said that, you know, the very first, um, was it like a temple? yeah um was built you know after being inspired by this star so it's known as the great dog star so you get you know background on why he named him that and um so you know he's like you know kind of like is is it like your tattoo like how you have a tattoo of your last name basically because she has that star tattoo and her last name means star yeah and she basically tells him she's not rude about it she just basically says that it's very personal and having to do with her family and then he drops it yeah. And she says it's a little complicated too. Yeah. Like it's not very simple to explain. Yeah. So, which means we're going to get an explanation at some point, just not mm-hmm. tonight. So he asks her if she knows how stars are made, how <laughs> they come to be. And she no says no, but she's very curious. And so he, exp- he starts explaining to her in this, all this like scientific type talk. And she basically is like, can you explain it in layman's terms, please? Yeah. <laughs> So he tells her, but, and she's like riveted by it. I love it. Like she's just like totally soaking in what he's telling her. She's not Mm -hmm. just being politely um, interested, you know, and you can tell he notices it and appreciates it. Like he notices that she's genuinely just like in awe of what he's telling her. Yeah. And I'd say at this point, that's kind of what starts to chip away at the stone. He keeps around his secretly mushy heart. Yeah. Um, because she even kind of catches him staring at her because he's yeah. just mesmerized by the fact that they're having this conversation and that she's interested in something that means so much to him. And she's kind of like, what? Like, and mm-hmm. he's like, uh, nothing. Kind of, you know, shakes it off. <laughs> he's all, do you want to look in the telescope? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I to look in the telescope. And so she does. And of course she's like, oh my gosh. Like she loves that she can see this. And then he takes his jacket off and he yep. puts it him- on. Are you guys? Mm-hmm.
0: So we get some softness from the robot. Yes. And I said, Uh-oh, he's catching feelings. Because then yep. he opens up a little bit too. Yeah. He, you know. Because they talk about how many stars are in the universe. Because she says, mm-hmm. How many stars do you think there are in the sky? And he says, Oh, you know, um, uh, what does he say? About 10 sextillions. Sextillion. Yeah. And they have a conversation about how he knows all of this. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, she says, Oh no, the further you go, he's, she says, how do you know all this? You know, the further you go, the more I'll make sure that you're a robot. <laughs> and he, so he says, do I really remind you of a robot? Mm-hmm. And she says, well, I don't know anything about you. Nobody knows. Except besides, it, besides I think only Celine knows about you. So he says, "Okay, well, what do you want to know about me?" And she says, "Well, for one thing, why are you living with your family? I mean, a man like you." He and he says, "I'm a cold and gross
1: guy." <laughs> Which I was like, "I don't know. I don't know why he said that." <laughs> I don't think that's what he said in the first translation. I don't remember what it was. It was definitely not that though, because I would have remembered he, that. He says,
0: "Cold though." But he I think he's so, like,
1: yeah, yeah. So more like maybe cold and stern or cold. I don't know, but it wasn't gross in the first. I know. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so, but he says, the point
0: is right? my, and he explains about his mom's agoraphobia mm-hmm. that she can't leave the house. It's been years since she's uh, stepped outside the garden. And yeah. so she asked if he would move into the house and she, and he agreed. So Edda says, oh, wow, I'm really Mm. sorry about that. If it's not too personal, can I ask why? And he just says, the point is, and he kind of stumbles over his words, and he's like, it doesn't matter. Just forget about it. He says, I'm just an ordinary person. And Edda says, it seems to me like you're not very ordinary. Mm -hmm. judging By the way, you talk about the stars. And then she's like,
1: okay, I should go. (laughs) Yeah, like I think they're both – you know, she, I feel like at this point, she's like, uh, let me leave before this <laughs> like turns into something ugly. Cause they always wind up bickering. And it was a good out for him because you can tell he's starting to freak out inside. Like mm-hmm. crap. I opened up too much and now I can't shove it all. I can't shove all that back in that I let out. Yeah. And you know, luckily she gives him an out by saying like, I better go. Thank you for the jacket. She hands him his jacket back. And she well, leaves. Oh, so before we move on, I, I know we kind of talked
0: about this already, but I think it was some kind of accident or something that triggered her agoraphobia. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I think. I think something happened and that was years ago and it triggered her agoraphobia and now she can't leave the house. Which maybe, maybe it's that related happened. to the, the maybe passed away sibling or right. whatever where we have a lot
1: of mystery building here. Right. Well, yeah, maybe it has to do with something that happened 19 years ago, specifically. Since uh-huh. she, brings- she yep. hasn't asked for in 19 years. Um, that hasn't yep. happened yet though, huh? Nope. That'll happen later. But, um, yeah, so I think you're right. I'm, I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so she goes to leave. She remembers she has the necklace on and she quietly slips it off and just sets it on that table outside. He doesn't see that, but he does watch kind of as she walks away. Mm -hmm. And he's got like a little bit of a, like tiny smile on his face. Like Mm -hmm. he almost doesn't want to admit that he enjoyed that, but he did. And then I don't know what it is either. When he notices that she left the necklace that he kind of smiles too. Like he picks it up and I don't know. There's just kind of like a little smile on his face. I don't know really what that was about, but. um, Yeah.
0: Maybe he's just thinking about her and the night that all in all he enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So the next morning. We've got Edda and her aunt. They're mm-hmm. chatting a little bit. And Edda says, like, oh, Khan isn't what he seems. Because her aunt kind of asks her, you know, you were telling the girls that he's a robot and that mm-hmm. you didn't really, you know, what were you thinking? And you lost your mind. And Edda kind of has to defend him. And um, that's, there. there isn't much, but they kind of just chat about the relationship and how quickly
1: right. it's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we pan over to at his house. He is hot with <laughs> horses mm-hmm. hot with horses, and Edda can't get a hold of him then she's okay. having friends so she has friend time before work kind of regurgitates the same thing, like you know, I saw a different side to him, yeah um, all of that and but she notices like he should have been there at. To pick her up at that point. And so she's like, huh, yeah. and I can't get a hold of him. well
0: so- and this is the first time that she spills the tea to the girls about the Celine sercon past relationship. Right. So they right. know now that Celine is his ex girlfriend. Right. So that's important.
1: Yes. Um, you're right.
0: Um, but yeah, she's so- like, oh, he's supposed to pick me up, but he's not here yet. So, I wonder
1: so she goes if- to check. Yeah. So she goes to check on him. And she drives to the house mm-hmm. and I love this because when Safi's like, oh no, he already left for the office. Like he's at work and she's like, oh, okay. So I'll call him real quick. Still isn't answering. And then she's like, but he's not sick. Is he like, he's okay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. He just went to work. And then she notices. And again, she had seen these boxes the night before. Cause Sarah Khan had said, oh, Safi, like those are supposed to be delivered to the office, not the house. Yeah. So she sees them there and she's like, oh, I know he wanted those at the office. And he's like, okay, I'll pull the car around so that you can, um uh, we'll get them loaded up and then you can take them to the office. She's like, no, I'm strong. I, you know, like I can, I can handle this. I'll load them up myself. Yeah. And I love that so much. I love that. Yeah. She's also doing it in, like heels. Uh-huh. So of course this leads to the next part of the whole confusion thing, because if you guys remember, she told Saline the night before that they're going to be moving in together. So yeah. now Mama and Celine are having breakfast together. Don't even get me started about that. I know. But they they see her carrying these boxes <laughs> and she's like, Good morning, Salam. How are you? And they're like <laughs> watching her with these boxes. So of course Celine is like, Oh, you're already like moving stuff around and getting prepared. It just it's building this giant messy web. Yes. So, because yeah, it just leads to this whole thing. She doesn't really quite say what it is because at this point, I done doesn't know. That they're supposedly moving in together, right? Right. And basically, when she's asking
0: Ada about it, she kind of says, Well, you're going to need to ask Sarah Kahn because these are his things. So, yep. And maybe he I'm not going to tell, tell you. Uh huh. Uh-huh. This is his business and I'm not going to tell his business. So you can take it up with him. And good then she, she walks away and she's like, Bye. Bye, mother in law. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so good. I love that so much. No, <laughs> so, oh. but she gets now the guys. This is the oh point my in, gosh, this is the point in the romance novel where the fact that the hero is emotionally constipated starts to really show because he got a taste of feelings last mm-hmm. night, and because he doesn't know what to do about it, he's a little scaredy chicken, and so and his, he's a butt. Mm-hmm, so his immediate thing is like, Oh time to be cold as ice like so she gets to work and she's like good morning everyone and he little jerk is like you're late but i'm like oh, it's your fault she's it's your fault. She's late. You didn't pick her up. You dummy. Yeah. And she's
0: like, Oh, I well, I was bringing this stuff that you, that Uh you said you wanted me to to bring. And he's like, everyone else is here. So you need to be here on time too. Just like everybody else. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's being super nice to everyone else there. He's nice to Layla for the first time in three episodes. (laughs) And he's just
1: such a jerk to Ada because then he calls a meeting and basically is like, we need to refocus. We lost a job to con. I don't want, and you know, he's clearly talking to himself, but he's like, I don't want personal life distractions. Your social life shouldn't interfere with your work life. And a lot of them are like, he thinks we have a social life, like working for him. And, you know, but he's basically just reiterating that you know, nose to the grind. We got to get this stuff done and nothing should be distracting you. And he's really just talking to himself because he let himself enjoy something just for the sake of enjoying it last night with somebody with another human being. And he couldn't handle it. Yeah. So, you know, so he tells Ada to get the schedule thing done. And, um, and she's like, okay, I haven't, you know, I haven't been to the office yet. I just got here with these boxes. And he's basically like, I don't want excuses. Just get it done. Yeah. And yeah. So then she sees the she goes to the office and she's like, "What the heck? This is such a mess. I'm supposed to find something in all of this?" Because she doesn't realize he's making it less small for her right. claustrophobia. Right. She just sees that she he sent her up the to wrong a office, like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're setting me up for failure because you sent me up to this giant mess to find something that I'm not going to be able to find now." Yep. So Okay, then, so this then there's a,
0: a meeting with their uh chief financial officer and This kind of makes it clear that Pearl is um, a partner, Mm
1: -hmm. as well as Engin,
0: as well as Serkan and his dad. So as far as I know, those are the only partners in this particular company. And this seems to be Serkan's company, mostly. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know if this is what you talked to Miriam about, because this was a little confusing to me, because this seemed like the same project that they lost to Khan. Yeah. But it's some sort of
1: bidding war. Yeah. So it seems like now I t- only because Jason and I have kind of been a part of these when we had the plumbing business. So it was obviously not for architecture. But right. So basically like the way I understood it was there's a company who needs a specific job done. Like for like when Jason and I did this, it was for the local uh, community college. Mm hmm. And so basically they have all this, they have a meeting and there's this info put out on everything that they need done and, um, what they want out of this job. And then basically they open it up for companies to bid on the job, like what they think it's going to cost them to do it. Um, you know, so obviously you want to put in a bid that's going to make your company money, but also one that's going to make them want to accept your bid and everything that comes with it. So that's how I took it is like, maybe it's just another set of hotels. Maybe it's, you know, a business park. I don't really know what the specific project was. I don't really think that probably mattered just that it was a major job that by the looks of the description of what they wanted was going to be at least a $3 million job. So the the minimum bids are going to be around 3 million. Yeah. And so go ahead. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> so Sarah, I think we both said, go ahead. So Sarah Cohen is like, I'm putting in a bid and we're going to do it for a million dollars. So of course they all lose their dang minds because if you win a bid and that's what you have agreed to for the company and then you run, unless you put clauses in for certain things, uh, you have to do it for that amount, whether yep. you end up making money or not.
0: So they're so, like, we're going to go bankrupt, bro. What are you right.
1: thinking? There's no way we can do this job with only a million dollars. Right. But he's like convinced that they can, he's like, yes, we can like, and that's why I'm going to do it. And it's going to get us the job because we're going to come in, you know, under everyone else. Okay. So everyone, like you said, losing their minds, like, well, and he,
0: they're like, well, you're, we're only going to be able to do this if you can get everybody's signatures and mm-hmm. I'll try to get your dad's signature, but there's no way he's going to do this. And you mm-hmm. know it. And kind of tells him that. Yeah. So Sarah Khan, Basically says I don't care what you guys are saying because they're all like this isn't just your company <laughs> if you bankrupt, Yeah, they're like if you bankrupt the company, it's gonna affect all of us. We're all partners mm-hmm. Oh look, we voted you down <laughs> because the two of us don't want to do it but you do but he just bullies them into doing it mm-hmm. and but he notices uh, Is it is his name? Ahmet Ahmet, Ahmet mm-hmm. bay leaving as mm-hmm. soon as they agree to do this. And then he has Engen call Khan's phone number and his phone number is busy. And mm-hmm.
1: I actually noticed this before the big reveal at the end. See, I did not. Okay. I don't, you know what though, too? I was, the funny thing is I've been suspicious of the CFO from episode one because mm-hmm. of the whole scholarship thing. Yep. But because that's where my suspicions lied with him, it did not even occur to me what ends up going down. Yeah. Uh, So So, Bravo, good job.
0: Yeah. I as soon as he walked away and he put his phone up to his his ear and Sarah Khan was watching him, was like, ooh, something's going down. I think we've got a mole. So um
1: so he um basically Ada comes in for something. mm -hmm. I don't remember what, but I like can't find my notes. But basically he's being icy to her again. Cause she oh, because he's like, Did you get that schedule? And she's like, No, like there, I can't find anything up in that messy office that you sent me up to. Yeah. And she starts kind of biting back. Well, Angen starts to explain to her why the office looks like that. And he stops him. Seracon cuts him off and basically just continues to be a jerk to her. And is like, Layla, can you go to the archive, please? And do this basically saying clearly Ada isn't capable. So you'll be replacing her today. Like yeah. and was like you don't give me any direction you don't give
0: me uh-huh. any help on this and you expect me to get this done, what this is completely
1: unreasonable and he's like yep. Layla's replacing you today, yep, and um as so as they're leaving because Engin's like you're gonna have to go get your dad's signature <laughs> like mm-hmm. you yeah have to to get that so as they're leaving. And talking, Angin is calling him out again because, again, we stand Angin big time this episode. Yes. And he's like, You're treating your fiance like she's your enemy. Like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, I'm treating her like another employee of this company. And he's like, That's, but she's not just that. Like, she's not <laughs> your just another fiance, employee. you dummy. And you see, he's kind of distracted. But again, and you know, obviously with the big reveal later, you see specifically what he was looking at. But all he points out is like, um, wait a minute, isn't that Khan's driver? That's kind of weird. He's right here in front of our building. Mm-hmm. And is like, oh my gosh, you're right. That is weird. Like, and then it's just kind of left at that. Yeah. Um, so then I wrote, um, I put, Khan has a new target question mark because he starts scrolling through like Instagram Ugh. and he sees Melo. And I'm like, Please don't break our sweet baby Melo. Like when I when I saw this
0: during the live watch, I was like, "No! Leave Melo alone." Yeah. Ugh, he I'm um, I he if he
1: breaks her heart, I will riot. I I know. Oh, Cuz she's just so sweet and like she is just so filled with hope and I know fairy tale pictures in her head and like I just want her to keep that and I want I her know. to get that even if it's not realistic. Um so then Iden calls Ifair and is a total wench cuz she's like, "Oh, this is I-Don. We met the other night." Like like she's not going to know who she is. <laughs> like it's so and I love it cuz Ifair's like, "Yeah, I know. I talked to you. Like you can <laughs> drop the formality." Um Yeah. Well, and then- and we have like a we have a funny
0: – did I skip stuff? We have a funny moment too between um, uh, – because Fifi comes to visit the yes, office. I yes. And then Erdan talks about Sercon's <laughs> trying to plant a bomb in, in the office. <laughs> he actually was
1: funny because when, when Sercon's first rude to Ada and uh-huh. he's like, oh, don't take it personally. He does it to save time. Like – for instance, ask a question nicely. <laughs> takes take four seconds, but if he just all com- these words, but if he just says "do," <laughs> if he just commands you to do something, that only takes one second to say. He's just doing it to save time. That's all. Like I love it, and he's kind of doing the same thing here. Like he wasn't making the office a mess to you know screw with your head, but there's a bomb. A bomb went off in here. Like it. It's just. <laughs> With the the subs that I saw, I
0: thought he was saying that Sarkon planted a bomb.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's really trying to kill her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, I like that one. He's 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 some good comedic relief this episode. (laughs) He is. He is. Um, He and Safi. So you know. Uh, we panned back over. I done and I are now having coffee. It's 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love I though, because she basically is like, listen, I'm not into all your snobbery and your, you know, whatever elite steps you have to take of family stuff, this and that you're fake, you're artificial. I'm not about that life. Yeah. And she's like, none of this would even be have coming about if it weren't for your son and the scholarship with Edda. And then she, and mom is like, what yeah. scholarship uh-huh. and i like that because i there's like well if you want to know that go ask your son yep um so, so i love that. that
0: little bomb is dropped for mm-hmm. Aidan to figure out and to deal with right. with sarcon right so Khan has to get signatures from everybody but he's has i don't i don't i think Engin is the one who first tries to get the signatures yes. from baba and yes. he's not able to so um he's still
1: being terrible to edda yep. and he, he walks in for something and i don't remember what but she does knock on the door she's like treading lightly trying well, to yeah yeah but i say ice king is back <laughs> yeah
0: but we kind of get the big reveal of why and
1: finally he, i know Cause she keeps, she has to push a bunch. Well, yeah. She's like,
0: what's your problem? (laughs) What is wrong with you? You need to tell me what's going on.
1: You're being, because
0: yep. The guy yesterday was not the same guy that you're acting like today. So Mm -hmm. what is the deal? You need to talk to me. Right. Did I do something? Did I offend you? Yeah. And he kind of explodes that she's getting too close and he doesn't like people close to him. And I said, Oh, emotionally constipated man. We love them so much, even though they're such jerks. Oh, and he's like, That guy yesterday wasn't me. You need to forget him and don't forget that this is just a game. And so she says, Fine. Mm-hmm. And then she walks away. Okay, here's the thing she left this, right? Yeah. He left the flower. It wasn't like they were talking Um, and it fell
1: off of her shirt. So, okay. Well, first I like that she figured out what he was doing with the office. And as she's stomping off is like, don't bother renovating the office. I found a place to work. Like Mm. you don't want us close. Like Mm. don't even bother doing that for me either. I didn't catch that. And you know, because I like that she pointed out what's not you, the fact that you, cause she's basically like, well, I thought last night and he's like, what did you think? What did you think is going to come of us? And she's like, I was just referring to human interaction. Like not that something was going to happen between us, just that it was two human beings, like enjoying one another's company. That's all I meant by it. Yeah. And he can't even handle that. And that's when she storms off. So I, I assume, I assume it was left by her. The thing okay. is, it, it doesn't really matter whether it fell off or not. I think it symbolizes what it symbolizes. Um, I, I'm just choosing to think that she like, she left it there.
0: Well, and, and I, I'm mostly asking because I didn't go back and rewatch, but Mm -hmm. I don't even think they end up sitting at the table at all during that whole, um, Mm -hmm. that whole scene when they're talking, they're both standing up, they go out onto the little balcony and then they come back in or they go out onto the little balcony, they have it out. And then he comes back in and sees the flower, which is why I think that she left
1: it. Right. So you guys, this is the point where <laughs> I was like, okay, first of all, I have to say I was very excited because the first time I watched this, I was like convinced I figured out which flower it was, especially because then when I looked up the meaning of the flower, I was like, this fits perfectly upon further inspection. There are other aspects to this flower that don't quite match what I thought it was. I thought it was a blue hydrangea, Mm -hmm. which I have some of those on my patio. Mm -hmm. So then when I went and actually really looked out at mine, they don't have those weird little antenna things that this flower does. This flower has like little antennas coming out from it and hydrangeas don't. So I was like dead, like I got this because hi- these blue hydrangeas re- r- uh, represent like rigidity and coldness and the neat need- and regret and all this, like all this stuff that like okay. completely, I think describe what's happening in that situation. Okay, um, But it's, it's not. So then I was like, <laughs> you guys, I have like one, two, three, four, I think I have four possibilities written out of what do you really It could be. Yes. Okay.
0: So, but Ashley
1: wouldn't tell me what hers <laughs> was until we recorded. So <laughs> I want to hear it. What do you think? What I
0: think, I think that it's a star flower. Okay. And one of the reasons I have a lot of reasons why I think it's a star flower. One of the reasons is because of their whole conversation the night before mm-hmm. after the party where he takes her to his telescope. He talks about how stars are born. She realizes his deep love for stars and everything with astronomy. So I think that is one reason why she, as a florist, would think, "Hey, I should bring a little cluster, a, a little cluster of star flowers for him to work. He'd probably appreciate that." And I can tell him, "Hey, this is a star flower." Okay, but since it's Aisha, it, that's not the only reason why I think it's a star flower. Mm-hmm. So over the last i don't know 6 months maybe even longer aisha mm-hmm. has been tweeting different flowers with different facts and sometimes different connections to mythology etc well she had a word of the day recently i didn't even look at what day this was posted on twitter mm-hmm. but it might have been back in march or something but her word of the day is may like the month mm-hmm. and the explanation underneath her tweet says, One of the seven fairies named Pleiades, a star cluster Ulker. So it, that's like the explanation of, of what May is. So she mm-hmm. says, Fairies evade from predators by turning into doves. They fly into the sky and escape and appear as a constellation. Sailors do not sail without seeing Pleiades to be protected from the storm. And underneath, there's a picture of some flowers that look an awful lot like the flowers that Eda left on that desk. These ones happen oh. to be white. Yay. So uh-huh. I was like, hmm, okay. Well, we know that Serkan is interested in constellations because of Sirius, etc. Mm-hmm. So I started looking it up. Mm-hmm. And the story behind the Pleiades is that they were the companions of Artemis. They were, so another Arden. Artemis connection, mm-hmm. they were the seven daughters of Atlas and the sea nymph uh, Ple- Ple- Pleone? Pleone, and they're the sisters of Calypso, Hyas- Hyades, and Hesperides. So basically, um, they were thought to be translated to the, night sty- to the night sky as a cluster and were associated with rain. And the whole, let I me mean, look, sorry, my notes are a little scattered with this, but basically Atlas was after Atlas was forced to carry the heavens on his shoulders. Orion mm-hmm. started to pursue all of this Pleiades, all the seven sisters. So Zeus, in order to protect them, transformed them first into doves and then into stars to comfort their father and to keep them safe. The constellation of Orion is still said to pursue them across the night sky. So they're, Um, by each other in the sky, and it's a winter constellation, apparently. So one of the most memorable myths involving the Pleiades is the story of how these sisters literally became stars. According to some versions of the tale, all seven sisters committed suicide because they were so saddened by either the fate of their father or the loss of their siblings. In turn, Zeus, the ruler of the Greek gods, immortalized them by placing them in the sky. So, there's other stuff that I (laughs) found about the Greek poet um, mentioning them in some poetry, but that's essentially their story. And when I finally started to look up the star flower itself, Mm -hmm. apparently that flower symbolizes new beginnings. So hmm. we've got more Greek mythology, we've got the uh-huh. connection to the night before because of how much Serkan enjoys astronomy and the whole star connection, and the star flower itself apparently symbolizes new beginnings. So that but- is why I think <laughs> they were okay. they are star
1: flowers. Okay, I'm not even going to go into mine because <laughs> like any of those explanations even remotely is close. So, but I will say this, it would make sense then why those specific flowers affected Sercon so much in yeah. seeing them, not just like, cause they were pinned to her shirt for work. So that's why, like, I know they could have just fallen off, but she, but like, you're right. She could have worn them for a specific reason. Cause it was like, Oh, he kind of shared something with me last night with his love for stars. Well, I can relate to that and connect it to what I do flowers. Yeah. Um, but then never got the chance to because he just started being ugly the second she got to work. Right. So instead of her getting to do it the way she intended, she's doing it by just leaving them for him. Because even though he's not a flower guy, I'm sure he knows what those are having the interest in stars that he does. Yeah. Because I'm sure he's read that same mythology that you Uh researched. So it would explain why he had such a reaction when he saw them on the desk. So, yeah, this round totally goes to you. I did not even. (laughs) It was,
0: I just remembered seeing that tweet. And I was like, I'm going to go back through her tweets to see what other flowers she's mentioned, what other flowers she's uh, tweeted pictures of. Mm -hmm. And that, I was like, okay, this really seems to fit. And the picture, I was like, that. I was like, what kind of flower is that? It looks just uh-huh. like the ones that she left.
1: So I love that. And that seems honestly, especially if it's something that you were going, she clearly now ha- was dropping us hints all these months about what she was writing. I mean, she told oh, us yeah. a year ago, I'll see you next summer with a new DZ. So clearly she was already mm. working on something even a year ago in this story. Um, yeah. And with how rarely she does tweet, she's usually truly saying something when she does. So yeah. it's kind of cool to be able to go back and like now put that together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I love that. So, um, yeah. So Ruby, Ruby, uh, I totally lost that one. Cause in the group last week, Ruby was like, does anyone know about these flowers? And I was like, I do. I'm going to tell you all about it on the podcast. <laughs> Cause I was so dang convinced about those darn hydrangeas, but Starflower makes way more sense. So Ruby, I hope you're happy with that explanation because it's better than anyone I had. (laughs) Oh, and just another reason, like we don't need one to love Aisha. So I know, I know it's, um, she's too much. Okay. But we love all of it. Oh, I know. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm not complaining. So next, um,
1: Basically we get this con Melo scene. He, oh, we don't know what he's up to, but he kind of rescues her cause she's getting in trouble at work for trying and sampling the perfume. Yeah. And he swoops in and is like, Oh, I was looking for a perfume for my wife and I needed to know what it would smell like on a woman. So she did it for me. So of course she's immediately charmed by him because he yeah. rescued her and you know, she, she imagines this whole scenario of things happening between them, them fall, falling in love, having kids, all this stuff because he's just being so sweet to her. And yeah. So that's where that ends up. I, but we yeah. don't know. We don't really know the ulterior motive yet. Clearly it has right. something to do with, you know, finding out about Edda and Sercon, but why it's Melo and what he's exactly trying to do isn't clear yet. But yeah, that's essentially what, what that whole scene was. Yeah. Um, And he kind of overhears a FaceTime conversation because yes uh, her friend, she called her friend's call. And, um, so he kind of overhears a little bit, mm-hmm. um, about that. Them so in, he's on, he's right? on, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he's on to something. We just don't know what. Yeah. And then this is when I wrote again, I feel very bad for poor ferit because Celine is just so obsessed with the movement of Sarah Khan and Ada's relationship and the things that are happening between them. Like, and that's all she can talk about. And, You know, he kind of points that out like, too, you're so busy being obsessed about this. Like, and I feel, I just feel bad for him. Yeah.
0: Well, and he's like, she's like, oh, they're, they're already moving in together. Isn't that weird? He says, yeah, it's weird, but I don't really care. (laughs) Right. And <laughs> you should not either. Exactly. And she's like, well, you know, he's one of my closest friends. I don't know
1: why you're acting like this. And she gets all defensive, which is- Because he's not just one of your closest friends. He's your ex. Like mm-hmm. you don't. Sorry. Before your ex is anything else, one of your closest friends, one of your oldest friends, your ex is always your ex first, especially yep. when it comes to the person you are currently in a relationship with. Yep. So anyways. um. So now I fair stressed out because she's overhearing, you know, she's finding out about the whole moving in thing. Yeah. And is like, well, maybe she's pregnant. Oh my gosh, because why would they be moving this quickly? And Melo is even like, listen, all she did was not answer your phone call. And you have her like being pregnant. Like, yeah, let's calm down a little bit. Yeah. Which is a lot coming from Melo. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Ada's outside at the company. Yeah. She's
0: not feeling great, obviously, because Serkan has just chewed her out and told her, I don't want Mm -hmm. you close to me. We're just going to, it's all a game and that's all that it is. Don't, I want, I need you to keep your distance from me. So then of course, here comes stupid Celine. And she's like, what are you? Uh, Well, and Ada's like, oh, what are you doing here? (laughs) Like, oh, you're constantly here at the company. Why are you here? And of course Celine gets defensive and she's like what do you mm-hmm. mean you know that I work here right and I have an office upstairs
1: I have an office
0: yeah whatever like eda yeah. can't question her I know so then she finally answers her aunt's call and of course Ifair is flipping out and she tells eda hey i heard that you and sarah are moving in together are you serious? Is this actually happening? And Celine is right there. Go ahead. You're you're gonna say something. Uh, well, I was just
1: gonna. Say, I was just gonna say like I. She's in the situation that she has to basically go with it because mm-hmm. she already told Celine that, and Celine's standing right there. But I love that she calls Celine out right then yes. and there. Like, yes.
0: Oh, I wonder how she could have possibly found this out since you're the only person that I told that to.
1: Love it. Ugh. Yep. So basically she's like, yes, I am. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. And hangs up the phone. Yeah. And you know, so when Saline's kind of walking off, it kind of hits Ada like, oh crap, she's going to go congratulate Sarah Khan on us moving in together. And he has no clue about this (laughs) because I never meant for this to be like a thing. Yeah. So she starts running up after, after her Uh and Uh, it's kind of already been brought up when she makes it into the office because Sarah comes like, oh, we were just talking about you. Come sit down. (laughs) It's more like, come sit down. (laughs) And
0: Celine's looking all smug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, oh, Edda's like, oh, you know what? I have a lot of work, so I should really get back to that. (laughs) So, um, oh, oh, and this is before she – comes wait is this before i can't even remember oh well no, she, before she, she comes in Celine says something to him about yeah you know this is a big step for a man who loves loneliness congratulations
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yep yeah oh yeah she's just again trying to point out to edda that she knows him better and it's like well clearly not because he never wanted to move in with you you're yeah. just jealous um so sercon kind of goes with it for the sake of all of this. Mm -hmm. And so the, there's a bunch of fabric patterns that are for a project actually not. Yeah. Of course it does like, Oh yeah, these are for the house. Like here's the (laughs) curtain and the, and the couch and the whatever couch color. Mm -hmm. So he and Celine finish up their business, so to speak. And he kind of sends her out and then tells Edda to stay. And she's like, Mm -hmm. sure. honey. (laughs) Yeah. He's all,
0: Oh honey, darling, can you stay? Uh (laughs) Of course my
1: love. (laughs) so he is clearly not thrilled about this so she kind of explains to him like well here's where this all started like because he's like what moving boxes is she referring to and she's like those are the boxes that you asked for that you had said safety sent to the wrong place i had them brought to work for you that's what they thought were the moving boxes and then and i told them to take it up with you and they assumed we're moving in together right so but it leads to more arguing of course and she winds up saying you know that she hates him and he's like the feelings mutual and you know they he, she storms out and yeah. it's not it's it's ugly yeah so then so now, we kind of touched god
0: yeah no we've got the the interesting conversation between Sercon's mm-hmm. parents so she approaches him and she tells him i'm gonna ask you something i haven't asked you for 19 years and essentially she's asking him to Go easy on Serkan and to act like his father and not his enemy. And she's saying, You know, I really would just love for you to love him for who he is. Right. You guys have always been very different. And I think that you should just accept him. He was never what you wanted. You pushed him away since he was a child. Mm -hmm. All this stuff. And about their relationship.
1: And about him being you pushed him away when he needed you because Mm -hmm. he's not the son you dreamed of. Right. And I, I feel like that's just something that's very specific.
0: So, well, and she, then she says something about you're going to push away our only child or Mm -hmm. our only son. Yeah. So again, Mm -hmm. there's just some very specific wording here. 19 years. He's not the son you wanted. He's our only son now. I mean,
1: almost like, the whole, I mean, I'm thinking back to like, you know, Regency, but like an heir and a spare type of a thing. And sure. it seems like Serkan was more the spare than the heir. And and it, maybe the sibling theory.
0: Well, and maybe the the older sibling was a lot more like Baba and mm-hmm. he was more calm and he wouldn't make rash decisions. And Sarah Khan is a little more, not little, wild, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He'll kind of... He's more spontaneous, and he does like lives act- on the edge with business. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and he seems to be a bit more of a dreamer because of the magic and the astronomy aspect. So maybe Baba's just like, well, I just wanted a business, somebody who mm-hmm. wanted to do business.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, maybe him. <laughs> it's funny because clearly he went to school for astronomy maybe that was his initial dream and passion to begin with, but Mm -hmm. maybe led to this whole like company thing because now his brother isn't around to do that. But Sarah being Sarah maybe wanted to do it more on his own terms. So he's not exactly working for dad's company. Um, yeah, I'm really curious to see how that all, that all unfolds. Yeah. Um, so then to her friends, and I think it's just to her friends. Maybe Eifar's there. I don't remember. But Edda they're all eating sp- dinner. Okay, so Aunt's there too. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically explains: here's why everyone thought I was moving in. This is why I went with it. His stupid ex was being dumb and making me feel stupid, and so I couldn't let her get a one up on me. She saw those boxes, assumed I was moving in, and it just all kind of spilled from there. Yeah, but basically clears up. That's not what's happening. And the girls, again, being the great friends they are, are like, well, you need to keep an eye on her. She was very close to him at the party. She was touching him. She was being flirty with him. And, you know, although he wasn't really reciprocating it, he wasn't exactly like pushing it off either. So you need to keep an eye on things. Yeah. Fifi tells her to basically say, tell him it's either you or Celine. Uh -uh. (laughs) They're like, Fifi, you're giving advice? Like like relationship advice? That's so unlike you. Yeah. Um, And then Sarah gets his dad's signature with a bit of a bribe because of course dad's like, this is crazy. I'm not signing this. You're doing impulsive things. You're getting engaged to people. You don't know. Now you're wanting to do this crazy job. That's going to lose you at least $2 million, if not more. And he's like, listen, I promise if this goes south, if you sign these papers and this goes south and it doesn't go the way I want, I will close the company and come work for you at the holding. Mm -hmm. So that's got Baba enticed. Yes. And, and he, signs he signed the papers. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So now, <laughs> <laughs> safety, safety again, safety to save the day. Uh, Yes, well, because he tells him what Eda did, and mm-hmm. he tells with him with her
1: own two hands. <laughs> yeah, and
0: you know she looks like like a she's a little girl, but she's very strong, <laughs> because he basically tells Serkan mm-hmm. that Eda was the one who moved all those boxes by herself, and yep. she told Safi, "Yeah, no, you go grab the car, and I'll bring the boxes. I'm a strong florist; I can do it." So Safi's impressed, and yeah. Serkan now knows that she's the the reason that he got all that stuff and he didn't even
1: ask her to do that nope and that safety tells him like she was worried that you were sick because you weren't here and you didn't come get her and she was concerned
0: about you and that's why she came in the first place was to check up on you yep and
1: you can tell he's like oh crap
0: <laughs> oh i messed up uh huh and but I-, I don't know how to apologize so i'm going to tell her that the dog missed the dog- her
1: <laughs> Listen, I will fall for that every time. So you be jaded by that, but I loved it. (laughs) Oh, I'm not saying I didn't love it. (laughs) Because because it's such an emotionally constipated hero move. Exactly. He doesn't know how else to express that he
0: feels bad for the Mm way that he was being a jerk. So he has to use the dog as the excuse. I'm not not yucking this situation, (laughs) okay? I did that voice because that's my dumb boy voice. Dumb boy voice. Okay.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. So her phone's ringing. She's at home with Melo. It's nighttime. Mm -hmm. And they kind of scuffle back and forth over if she should answer the phone or not because he's (laughs) calling, but she should make him suffer. She does wind up answering. She doesn't know he's outside her door. But you know, he's like, Do you want to go for a walk? And she's like, No, I'll be too close to you if I go for a walk. <laughs> and he's like, Well, Sirius wanted to see you. And then she hears Sirius barking through the phone and out her window.
0: Yeah. So,
1: and that's when I wrote, Excellent move, Sercombe.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, so she's like, I'll be right out. And then I love it because of course she really only acknowledges Sirius because he's mm-hmm. the one who wanted to see her. But you can see he clearly adores and admires how much they love each other because yeah. Sirius clearly doesn't just love everyone he meets. Right. So it's, I just wrote happy sigh. I love it. Yeah. And so they, so they, they start have to a, go for a walk.
0: Yep. We have another jacket moment. Uh-huh. Cause he's, he's like, like
1: trembling.
0: <laughs> so he puts his jacket on her
1: because he can't stand to see her cold. With- you know, this is excellent in two ways. One, it's a very, very sweet move. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two, it puts that very tight t shirt <laughs> on display where you can see his arm muscles very well. So, whoever, whoever his costumer is
0: huh? for this show, I would like to submit my formal thanks to them for yeah. these polos. And these pants, because everything fits him fits very well. And very I, well. I will take it. I yeah. will continue to watch every moment of him walking away from the camera.
1: It gives a whole new meaning that I hate to see you go, but I love <laughs> to watch you leave.
0: We because
1: are, the ones, we are see- the ones who hate to see him go. <laughs> I love to watch him leave whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my gosh. Um, but if you're listening, I should have looked, we should have looked up this person's name, but um, we would like to submit formal requests for um, a Henley. I'd like to see him in a three button Henley.
0: Oh, I, I I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, so, maybe, uh, maybe some sweatpants.
1: <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> a Henley and sweatpants when he's at home in his sock? no too much, too his much. I wear feet, feet. I would be Edda and I would pass out. <laughs> but he'd catch you while wearing the Henley. Oh my gosh. Right. Okay. So, so they, they have a conversation. I you
0: know. I know. So they have a whole conversation here. Oh, and he explains that's not what he meant about the distance between them. Sure, no. Jan. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Perhaps today I was mean to you, but I wasn't actually mad at you. Mm-hmm.
0: And Poor she's emotionally
1: like, stunted man. Yeah, she's like, listen, I don't understand. Sometimes you're good,
0: sometimes you're bad. First you scream and you get angry, and then you come to my house. <laughs> So, yeah, he's yeah. like, I, I wasn't mad at you. Maybe I was mean, but I wasn't mad at you. I mean, I right. don't like people approaching me. And she's like, okay, well, what do you mean by approaching?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She says, we. We'll- and- go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Well, because she's like, this, I, this I didn't totally understand the, mm-hmm. the subs. Because she says, we were talking about celebrities yesterday. Stars. Oh.
1: <laughs> Stars celebrity and celebrity celebrities here are the same thing. Uh-huh. So they must have they must have translated stars as celebrities. I immediately picked that up. I was like, oh, they they did the wrong star translation. <laughs> Ashley's away from the mic, laughing. You guys, she can't stop. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I mean, I understand it, but I can't. And I can't believe I didn't
0: catch that. <laughs> I was like, celebrities. What could they possibly mean?
1: Stars. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm I was proud of myself for getting that one like right away. I was like, "Oh, duh. that's a, they, oh they just my translated gosh. the wrong star meeting." Oh, duh, Ashley. So they're talking about stars, <laughs> famous, famous, famous stars.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, he yeah he go. <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> I I don't know what planet I'm
1: on right now. <laughs> <laughs> celebrity planet <laughs> oh my gosh so basically sorry you guys the, I know it probably isn't that funny to you but it was really funny um so but yeah he's just basically like yeah I don't do that though like I don't talk about that with people that's like getting close and it's just how I am it's just who I am I don't know any other way to explain it and you know I love her answer because she's like you know I get it like I don't allow you to touch me physically you don't want me to touch your soul yeah like that's fair. Mm-hmm. So she's like she's down with it and um you know but then Saline's kind of brought up and she and she's like okay listen since we're doing all this for her benefit what is it that you like about her? Mm-hmm. Like what because you're clearly bent on this thing happening. And you know he's like her mind she's perfect which you know she's not. And Edda says nobody's perfect. Yes, she does. And, but she does point out like, Oh, you love her for her mind. That's actually very romantic. Mm -hmm. And you know, she's responsible, balanced, stylish, et cetera. So she's like, okay, I get it. She's like wonderful and amazing. Mm -hmm. So what is it though, that this wonderful, amazing woman is so jealous of me and he, I love love it because he says, there are many things in you for her to be jealous of. And then I love it (laughs) (laughs) on the subs. (laughs) On the subtitles, you guys on Turk Flick, they put a flame emoji next to him saying that, which I just thought was so funny. They've never done that before. There was a there was a heart emoji earlier in the episode for something, but they've never put emojis in an episode of anything before that I've watched. So, so funny. it caught me off guard because he's like, There's many things for her to be jealous of. Flame emoji. <laughs> well, and, and then, then that's the funny thing about the Turk Flick subs,
0: is sometimes they'll put these little things in there. Or right. like little explanations, or right. I was watching an episode of J Survey Gazelle, and uh one, the villain was saying something about things being unsanitary, and uh-huh. then they put they put Raza is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. this is very unsanitary. <laughs> They're
1: little commentary. Yeah. So I love that little the little That's fire that emoji. That's really oh. good. So she basically is like, okay, for example, what is there to be jealous of? And again, our king of evasion says, you, you really, really don't know. Don't know. Oh, and then man. they have sort of like a little cute moment without him answering. And then he's like, should we get back? Right. So he doesn't actually list what it is that she has to be jealous of. Right. Even though he clearly has some things in mind. hmm So back at home, she basically says, you know, like, I understand Better now. I won't bother you anymore, <laughs> like as far yeah. as that stuff goes. And then she also lets him know, you know, you don't need to pick me up. There's nobody there for us to see it at the nursery, so we can just meet at work. And he's like, okay, that works for me. Well, and she says, you know, and we don't need to be
0: around each other if other people can't see us. So right. something like this, he doesn't need to come over to her house because nobody's right. going to see
1: them anyway. Hmm. So yeah, and so then it's e galler. And he, she goes to take his jacket off and he's like, no, just keep it on. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the kind of stuff when it's in a romance novel, I'm like, good grief, dude, because (laughs) it's like, clearly you not only have feelings, you do know what to do with them sometimes. Oh yeah. But you still somehow think you're incapable and unable to love. Yeah. Okay. This is very like, I, I have a feeling we're going to get like a. Uh, Tom buys a newspaper for Cassandra just to be able to rebut an article. I feel like we're gonna get something like that here, like Sarah Khan's gonna like spend insane money on something just to save Edda's reputation like well, buying an entire publishing house i I could see him definitely doing a huge grand
0: gesture for mm-hmm. her in the future, mm-hmm. definitely because or like he'll or he'll name I a star yeah. Yeah. he'll name a star after her or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, we're definitely gonna get something big from him, yeah, so we get a little clip because Ferry somehow is apologizing to Celine, which whatever which he doesn't you have did nothing
1: do- wrong, yeah, he
0: doesn't know her any apologies, but she just snakes her way into getting dinner mm-hmm. <laughs> with Ada and Serkan the next day. As proof that they're just buddies. And she's like, oh, and you know what? They shouldn't come here. They're moving in together. So why don't we go over to their house and figure yeah, out? They like, can host cool. All, this. all right, no big deal. So that's in the works for the next episode, obviously. Because stupid Celine. And the next morning, guess who well, still shows up?
1: He shows up at the nursery, even though he was flat out told he didn't need to. Cause it's and in the contract, Kristen. He's the le- con- he's legally
0: bound to come
1: get her from now on. I'm air quoting the contract. Really, is his heart? He just won't admit it. Yeah, because he needs an out. excuse. Yeah, because so. let's be real at this point. He actually got permission. It was her suggestion. So, yeah, it's like yep. there was literally no reason for him to show up. Yep, and he sees that she's drawing and mm-hmm. she, he asks to see it and he compliments her talent yep. and says that it's a really, actually a great skill for an architect to have, um, yep. for a, landscape, for a architect. landscape architect to have. Yep. And you know, so he, but he starts coughing again and I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on with this? Like, yeah, he's, and well, and Edas even
0: says something about you know you're allergic to strawberries mm-hmm. it's very possible that you could be allergic to something in the nursery too some yeah. plant or flower so we're getting more foreshadowing mm-hmm. with his coughing at the nursery specifically
1: yes so um i feel like it's like the sneezing around pollen thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah something like that um but anyways so he's like I'll go wait in the car she packs mm-hmm. up they get in the car She like rolls the top down. He's like the air conditioning's on. She's like, but we have fresh air right here. And he's Uh like, okay. Which is already a huge feat. I feel like, episode one, he would have been rolling that thing back up and been like, don't touch my car.
0: So then she hears a song that she likes that comes on the radio, Mm -hmm. and she turns it up and she starts dancing to the music. And he he's just smiling at her. Yes, it's he's not even. He's not even
1: trying to hide. That nope. he thinks that she's adorable. Nope. And he's loving it. I wrote that in all caps. Like, he loves it. And um, so they get to work together. They arrive together, and it's kind of tense because they're supposed to find out the result of the, au- the auction for that um, right. job today. And Engin is tense. And, um, but you know, when they show up, Sarah Khan's like, not worried he's like, I sent a lawyer to keep track of that. I don't want to run into Khan because he's probably bidding on this job too. And I do not want to deal with him, but yeah, the, the lawyer will let us know. This is when we get that weird, put a real moment with Edda that we mentioned earlier the about makeup. her makeup. Yeah. And, um, but then she's like, I have to go see, uh, I done Hunnam for fabric stuff because clearly she does some of the design that has to do with the architecture firm. Yes. Um, so I'm like, all right, see you later. Yeah. Melo gets fired Yeah, because she's sampling the perfume again and uh, Khan's not around to save her according Uh to her coworker. But when she calls Fifi to tell her, she's like, Fifi, I was fired again. (laughs) So clearly this is like a thing with Melo. Yeah. Well, and then she's like, let's go, let's go celebrate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So too much. So back at work, Sarah Khan's phone rings. Uh, It's Celine. She's like, we need to talk. It's very important. I wouldn't, say it was, if it wasn't like, but also blah, blah, secret. blah, blah, blah. So he's like, okay, fine. I'll meet you there. And guess who else is at the restaurant when they get there? The girls, our favorite girl the best, gang, yep, the bestie brigade brigade. Um, so, so then they call, go ahead.
0: Mm-hmm, well, because Fifi sees them and she's like, uh, what him coming to eat alone with his ex this is bad. If this isn't a romantic meal, then I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like, I don't know. Maybe it's nothing. So Melo, uh, no, they call Ada because they're like, hey, what's going on? What's, what's Sarah Khan up to? Uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, oh, he's at an important meeting. Why, what's up? They're like, oh, no reason. Just, you know, we love you so much and we're going to be here for you no matter what happens. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, okay okay thanks guys this is a little weird but i have i have to go back to work now (laughs) yep see y'all so they hang up
1: yeah and and saline's all you've changed you're not (laughs) the same blah 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 and he's like what are you talking about i'm the same guy i've always been and he's like why do you care Mm -hmm. and amen (laughs) sarcon Yep. And she's like, well, I just think you're being used and all that. And he's like, it is not using me and she won't hurt me, but maybe you should be more concerned about your fiance since he's so cozy with Khan. And she's like, everything's not about work, Sarah Khan." And (sighs) like, yeah, clearly, but also you're a little bit too obsessed with this stuff that isn't your work, Saline. So, um, the girls
0: continue to spy. Melo gets up so she can have a closer look and so she can hear them. And she overhears the little bit about um, what he says something about the contract, right? I don't remember exactly what
1: he says, but she overhears something
0: and misunderstands.
1: Yeah. He says something about the bid thing and how she signed it. You know, she's like, because I trust you and I don't, you know, I know you would never like put, put me in danger type of a thing. Okay. And, and then like puts her hand on his arm. And this is where I said, strike one, Serkan, fake fiance or not you pull away from that crap because yes you do don't just
0: let her hold your hand.
1: Nope. Ugh. You pull away from that crap like, Hey, you wanted to come and you said this was important, but this isn't a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Strike that's,
0: on. yep. That's done. Um, we flash over to Pearl
1: and I done. Basically she's now going to become I spy. Like yeah. she's going to be her eyes and ears. That's yep. really all that scene is worth. Yep. <laughs> Um, so now we're back to the, gr- to the girls and Melo is so upset. She, she's very in this scene. She's like freaking out. She needs the cologne on her wrists. there. She's, she's just very upset. That, well, and I love
0: what she was saying. Cause she's like railing against him and she's like, she's all, Oh, that man, he's handsome and cunning, charismatic and angry. Muscular and selfish, <laughs> rich and
1: shameless. <laughs> muscular and selfish
0: is my favorite,
1: I think. I loved it so
0: much. So she thinks basically that they're they're gonna break up, that serkan and Eda right. will break up and that Celine right. will break up with Ferrit and that the two of them are gonna run away together. Run
1: off. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. So she, she eventually calms down, but they're kind of deciding, what are we going to do about this? Are we going to destroy him? How are we going to take care of him? Love this. <laughs> Love it. So,
1: yep. They're just the best friends. They really are. So then we get back to work and Ada does notice Salina and Serkon coming together to the at the same time. Mm-hmm. So she it's kind of starts her little hamster wheel moving and you know, Celine then sees that same fabric sample from before, but Peril's holding it this time because she had just met with um, Idon, And she's uh-huh. like, oh, um, is that... She she makes the assumption that those are the fabrics um, that Ada had chosen for her and Zircon's home so that that messy web continues to get woven because then now Peril basically knows that they're planning to move in together and that she apparently has terrible taste because of the fabric that they pointed out that... Ada was supposedly choosing, but she was just yeah. doing it as busy work. Cause it's yeah. fake. Yeah. Um, so that's just more and more of a mess. Yeah. And Baba shows up for the bid announcement, which is, yes. we kind of touched on the fact that he doesn't obviously come in very often. So it's kind of a big deal when he does, everyone starts like freaking out. And I love it because Ada asks, uh, what's that guy's name? they Who Airdone. is that? And he's like, Oh, Oh, big boss. He's, yeah. he's a big boss. Well, and he says he, it's even his first time seeing
0: him mm-hmm. that day. He's, he's yep. never even seen him and who knows how long he's worked for the company.
1: So he's like, that's his dad. You don't know. Like, yeah. You know, like the head honcho. Well, and, and Baba
0: is all sarcastic. He's like, yeah, I wanted to see the place before it gets
1: shut down. Uh-huh, Cause he's convinced. <laughs> so I love it though, because when Sarah, Sarah Khan walks him over to meet Edda, he's like, they kind of look at each other like, oh, and Sarcon looks back and forth and he's like, we met already. And he's like, yeah, we met already." And I love it because that's when Baba's like, is this what you meant by the big task you didn't think you could handle? <laughs> but she pulls a sarcon and avoids the question. <laughs> that she does. And so, yeah, but I love it because he's like, you know, nice to see you again. And doesn't start being all weird around her because now he knows she's like, she's that girl. The one he just met a few days ago and is engaged to, but it, he does such a power move right here when they go into the conference room and Sarah Khan goes to sit down. And when he pulls the chair out, his dad sits in that spot. instead. It's <laughs> great.
0: It's so it. good. Do you want to
1: talk about this big reveal here though? Now when the call comes through.
0: Yeah. So the call comes through and they've lost the bid. And Angin and Perrault are just bracing for Serkan to flip out, just like mm-hmm. he did at the party when they lost that other job to Khan. Mm-hmm. But to their surprise, Serkan starts laughing and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. we lost the bid. Awesome. And they're like, um, yeah. And not only did we lose the bid, we lost it to Khan. And he's like, oh, awesome. Like maniacal amazing. laughter. <laughs> He's like, very cool. And then he calls Ahmet Bey and has him come in. And this is so good. Oh my gosh. so good, you guys. It's so good. So um, drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) So he has the big reveal that he wanted to lose this deal to them. And all in all, he knew that this was going to be too big of a project for their company. And so he basically did a bait and switch because he had a feeling that, after the reveal of the loss of the scholarship that he figured out with Edda, he started looking more into Ahmet Bay and mm-hmm. his dealings. And he ended up figuring out that he's been a mole in the company and that he's relaying information back to Khan. Right. And just to prove it, he went in for this deal. So he, he had the whole meeting with everybody and was like, no, we're for sure doing this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Ahmet called Khan right after they made the decision. Then he had Engin call Khan. The line was busy. There was his proof. He's like, okay, this is for sure happening. He's the mole. This is how we're going to get him. So he did it all on purpose to reveal the mole. And now, now Khan is stuck with this project that's crazy, going to be
1: super, super expensive. And the budget's yeah, going to be he, huge. And yeah, and he clearly bid under a million dollars because that's all Serkan Khan bid. Yep. So this is so it's even worse. Uh huh. Yep.
0: Yep. And it's weird because Engin is thrilled, and even Baba uh-huh. looks impressed. And Sir Khan's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm you're fired."
1: <laughs> I love that. It's like an afterthought. Like you're not yeah. even worth getting angry over, and like throwing out. Like just by the way, goodbye.
0: Yeah, you're fired, and you you go ahead and make sure you let Khan know that this is the uh-huh. last inside information he's going to get from us. Uh-huh. But weirdly, Peril is not jumping up and down and not even until Engin. even Engen. Yep. He's like, what's with you? Aren't you happy? This is great news for us. Not only did we avoid a terrible situation, but we stuck it to Khan. And she's
1: like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course I'm happy. I'm just in shock. Uh-huh. Well, and when she points out at the engagement party that they all went to school together, like, so she's known Khan a long time too. And yeah. maybe she didn't have quite the falling out that Ingen and Sarah Khan did. Maybe. And she feels like pulled back and forth. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she's not Ahmet a bad, but she's still not trustworthy.
0: Yeah. So basically Serkan says tell everybody they get the day off because <laughs> yes. he's so happy and mm-hmm. then he ends up him and ada catch catch each other's eye
1: and they're just kind I of gazing at each other it's really cute it's so cute because <laughs> you can tell she's like happy for him and it's just funny that he looked out and like found her face like. and they're
0: just smiling at each other yep.
1: and they're just like, like a simple, couple funny. of idiots in love Yep. We love the (laughs) idiots in love, you guys, especially when they don't even know they're in love. (laughs) So, um, everyone like files out basically dad congratulates him. Like I see you avoided having to come work at the holding a little bit longer. (laughs) Um, but you know, you can tell he's begrudgingly like impressed with his son. Yeah. Um, and so they all kind of file out. So mm-hmm. Ada comes in to congratulate him and ask if mm-hmm. she's allowed to leave also because everybody else was given the day off mm-hmm. and her phone rings. Yes. And Melo, she's crying. She's upset. Clearly we know why, but Ada doesn't know why yet. And so she's like, don't worry, I'm coming. I'll be there very soon. Yeah. And you know, comes like, is she okay? And she's like, I honestly don't know, but I'm about to go find out. Phone rings again. Celine. Mm-hmm. Celine asks her something that no, stresses her out. It's Aidan first. Oh, Mama, the calls. That's right. Mama, the uh-huh. calls. And um, and then, of course, she's like, Mom wants to see her right away, has to talk to her. She's like, now your mom wants to see and talk to me? What the heck is going on? Right. And then, say, calls. Yes. And we don't know what she asks. All we know is that she says something, mm-hmm. and it stresses the heck out of Edda.
0: Yeah. Her eyes go all big. She drops drops clearly phone. starts to panic. Yep. And she passes out. Right?
1: into Sercon's arms <laughs> he just like swoops in and catches her like he was made for it he grabs her like she doesn't weigh anything she probably doesn't
0: she's so full she of she, teeth. Probably, like, she probably doesn't listen i was seen, trying i'm you, trying to
1: highlight his muscles okay exactly. yeah <laughs> have you seen his workout posts because dude is ripped Yes. I'm just admiring how, how easily he picked her up. Okay. Um, excuse me, director Bay or director Hanim. I don't remember if it's a guy or a girl who directs this um, I don't know. show. Can we request a um, gratuitous workout scene, please? Oh yeah. In the coming? Maybe not next week since we already wished for Henley's and for a mm. uh, freak out Sarah Khan over her health, mm-hmm. but maybe in like the next Two three weeks? Can we get a gratuitous workout video where he's would, not wearing a shirt? And That would be nice. Yeah, like yeah. just just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> so, so this is how the episode ends. She yeah. passes out in his arms, and yep. so maybe this will lead into the panic that you want next week. Like because yeah. he kind of panicked the first time it happened, mm-hmm. and Ant's not around to be like, just get some lemon water. So <laughs> maybe he'll, maybe he'll be like, oh crap, I gotta take care of her and. He'll freak out. So, someone
0: call nine one one.
1: What is it over
0: there? Yeah, I
1: don't know. Whatever their version of nine one one is.
0: I know. So. Any anytime I say that, I always wanna, I always wanna reference Hercules because in in Disney's Hercules, uh-huh. they're they're like trying to trap him, and there's <laughs> they they go. Somebody call IXII. <laughs> I-X-I-I. Every time I say that, I want to say, "Somebody call IXII." <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That's so—that's my level of joke right
1: there, guys. I love it. <laughs> oh. So, um, anyhow, yeah, guys, that we finally reached the end of the episode. Are you proud I know. of us? Oh my gosh! How long we, is this? What's our hopefully? Hopefully, you all finished this episode. I, too. I know.
0: we could split this into two episodes if we wanted, because we're. At the two
1: hour and 25 minute mark on our recording. <laughs> well, you know, there was a lot to unpack here and we're only releasing this episode tomorrow. So That's we're just true. making sure you have plenty to listen to. Plenty of content. Um, plenty of content. choke Buke content. Yes, a bit. Um, So Yeah, what were your thoughts on the episode? Do you have differing thoughts about the starflower theory that Ashley dug into? Yeah, are you gonna Um, prove prove me wrong? Maybe somebody will I mean maybe, yeah, I'd be curious to hear about it. Um so yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think our predictions and our theories are headed in the right direction? Do you have something else entirely in mind that we're just completely overlooking? Because it's very possible. That's what makes this so fun, is hearing like everyone's perspectives and, um, things that they think are going on. But since we are already past the two hour mark, I will just say that, um, you guys know where to find us. Uh, so if you want to chat with us, tell us your thoughts. You can do so on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Dizzy 4 Dizzy. You can shoot us an email, Dizzy 4 Dizzy podcast at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group. If you would like, please answer all three questions uh, or we, we give you a week and then uh, we don't let you in. So if you weren't let in because you didn't answer the questions, just try again, just answer the questions. Um, We just do that to try to keep spam accounts out. So um, we'd love to have you in there and um, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, in a few days, I'm not sure when, but we'll have Bayanlish coming for you, uh, sometime later this week. And until then, uh, we will see you guys later. Post a call. Go to shooters.